Hello and welcome to StarkCast. I'm Joe Stark, and today I'm talking with longtime friend Joe Vitale of the Vintage Geeks podcast. What's up, dude? What's up, buddy? Oh, so excited to get you on the show again and talk to you. It's always good to oh, talk yeah. with was you. This, was this, is this like the third time? Oh, at least. It might be more. It, yeah, it may be, it may be more because the last time it was is uh, me and David. Yep, that's we right. We were about. talking far a- from home. Actually, Joe, if you're really quiet, you can still hear David bitching about the lack of music videos on MTV. <laughs> I mean, fuck him. Like, you, t- you mean to tell me that if MTV was playing music videos all day, that he would be sitting in front of his TV watching Halsey or whoever the fuck, you know, there's there's no way David would be watching. He just likes to bitch about things like that. <laughs> he'd be sitting no, there. No, he'd, be, he'd be twirling his hair and cracking gum and talking yeah. on the phone. <laughs> yeah, David, go to fucking YouTube. You can watch any video you want at any time. <laughs> <laughs> well, that is that is ultimately the thing that really killed MTV, right? Is because... I remember back in the day, I'd watch MTV, I'd suffer through a whole bunch of fucking music that I didn't like, videos I wasn't interested in, just to get to that one video, and then you'd like pop in the VHS tape and hit record so you'd have it. And Dude, now, I, used to just rec- I used to record on super long play, you know, so that was like six <laughs> to eight hours, right? Yes. You would just record it, and then you'd go back in and scan through it to find whatever thriller or whatever the fuck you, were, you were wanted to watch, you know, because you... You know, you just especially if it was something that wasn't super popular that like Michael Jackson and things like that, they'd probably play that what every couple of hours. Oh, yeah. You know, something from Peter Gabriel. You may not. It may be, you know, once a day or something. So but uh, I just hear like David, David will bitch about everything. Okay, (laughs) I mean, that's part of his charm, right? (laughs) Yeah, he will. So it's part of his charm. (laughs) But but I think I think what I've decided for this show, Joe, is I'm going to intentionally say a lot of wrong things about science to force Dr. James Wetzel to come back on and to dispute everything that I've said. So <laughs> he's on the schedule. He's he's he'll, uh, he'll be love, on very soon. I love uh, so. All right, Joe. Permission to say a few things about some of your prior shows. Yes, please. Okay. Um, <laughs> first, Stephanie Chapman is a fucking national treasure. Oh, isn't she? And and listen, and I mean this in all sincerity to her college professor or instructor who said she wouldn't make it on TV. Go fuck yourself. Like she is she is like the best. And I it's I I never look at Olive Garden and breadsticks the same way again. (laughs) She's cool. But she's so she's she's awesome to listen to. So she should. I know you talked to her about it. Stephanie, you're listening, which you should be. You should make a podcast. Any of us will be on there. Talk about whatever. I'll talk about the all-you-can-eat breadsticks, the salad, whatever. So, not a problem. Oh, without a doubt. Yeah, talk about somebody who needs like their own regular podcast. <laughs> that would be awesome. Yeah, I mean, just whatever, whatever you like to do, just start talking. Gets you know, and again, like you said, you got the whole army kind of built in that will will help out or be guests or whatever. So that's the great that's the great thing about it. I mean, none of us had any idea to do any of this seven, eight years ago, right? Oh no, no. This is this is one of those things to where, you know, if if it wouldn't have been me discovering the leftover army and becoming a part of it and <clears throat> you know, just feeling so well embraced by it and everything, 
this I mean, and so many of the guests that I have on here regularly are like friends from the Leftover Army. It's it's just such an awesome group of people, and it's it's one of those communities that you know changed the direction of my life. You know, we, we, if if I never would have done that, I don't I don't know. I I don't know what it would be like now, but it would be very different. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it it's cool. I mean, again, I you know you know, Dave and I, we've, we've podcasted, you know, in, in this office where I'm at here, he's visited my house. I think he's, he'll probably be visiting this. They're, they're going to be moving to, to the Carolinas this summer. So, Oh, nice. See him. Yeah. Yeah. He's, he's, he needs to get the fuck out of Vermont. I mean, <laughs> it's just, I mean, I didn't, I don't, I didn't realize Vermont was still part of the States. I thought we had just given it to Canada. Like here, you just have it. We don't really, it's not that big, you know, you could probably you could walk across it in like an hour. So you just take it. It is one of those tiny little the eastern states get really weird. Yeah. Well, it's funny that when you talk to someone like Nana Pratt, you know, and I remember when I was talking to him, we you know, had to drive to Illinois or whatever. And it was like 13 and a half hours. He's like, oh, my gosh, you know, because, you know, because yeah, everywhere they live is like three hours. <laughs> Like you're going three or four hours. That's it. I'm like, oh, three or four hours. I could do no, with no problem. Oh, right. You know, it's like, I'll do no, that and back in a day. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, we, you know, we've had to. So we've had to go back and forth to to Missouri. My, my father-in-law passed away uh, in, in August. Uh, that was my my wife's last living parent. So we were like dealing with the house and oh, all I'm that. Sorry kind of to stuff. hear that, dude. Yeah, it's 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 been rough. It's been it's been really rough. She's only child, too. So it's. But we've been going back and forth and, you know, getting the house ready, getting some stuff moved. And so hopefully we can kind of close that chapter here uh, in in the next in month or so. We just put the house on the market and that kind of thing. So but doing the stuff from a distance is kind of a kind of a pain. Oh, but that's yeah, why we have, that's why we just have stuff. I mean, we've got I've got stuff in storage from that house. We've got stuff in my garage. We have no cars in the garage. We just have there's stuff oh, everywhere. Shit. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's just there's a lot of it, and uh, I, I know, you know, I've never been through anything like this before, where you have to like go and and like you know do all the things you have to do to kind of get the estate. You know, he had everything in our names, you know, as far as that, but just getting the estate, all that stuff moved over, and the accounts changed over. Oh my god, and he he was pretty organized, um, but he had he had like a he had kind of like this tiny little book of IDs and passwords. And I'm like I was like Sherlock Holmes, so going through like <laughs> you know no. what I mean. So so like I have it. So learning from that, I have set up like with my kids. I all my stuff is with online access. So like if if we're gone, they put in a request for access. You know if we don't answer within 48 hours. They get in, says, read this. We're dead. Read this first, basically. You know what I mean? <laughs> and it just said, here's everything. Here's where everything's at. Here's boom, boom, boom. And and here's all the IDs and passwords. So you don't have to worry about it. It's it's not something you think about, but. It's, it's a really good idea, though. I mean, th- yeah. that's that's one of those things I think about with myself all the time. Because, I don't know, with as many different podcasts and stuff I listen to, I always come across an ad for living, for my creating a will or something like that. And it's like, god damn, I really yeah. should probably. I mean, <clears throat> I still feel like young at heart, I guess, but it's like, yeah, I'm fucking 41, going to be 42 in October. 
Um, found out recently my prostate's good size, so that was a fun checkup. But oh man, <laughs> that was I, the first I, one I, of those. Woo-hoo. Oh my god, I went in. So I went in. For, I went in for my fifty-year checkup at fifty-one because I'm just. I just never go to a doctor. I'm never sick. But I had made mention of, you know, is there any other issues? I'm like, you know, every once in a while I get this like pain in my chest. And then from there it was like tests, EKG and angiogram and blood tests. And like you say you got like a chest pain every once in a while and and, and you're older, they just go all. So now I know at least my cholesterol is fine. I have no plaque anywhere. Uh, and they will check me once a year now. So it's kind of nice to know that, you know, you, you always hope that, you know, I, I don't, I don't drink really. I don't, I, I don't drink really at all. I drink lemonade and water, Joe, and sweet tea every once in a while. That's it. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, but, and I don't smoke and all that kind of stuff. So it's, it, but still, you know, you, you know, you're kind of like I was listening to uh, what's your story today. Shooty was on there. Oh, yeah. I listened talking, to that today, too. That was a great episode. Yeah. You know, he's talking about, you know, the, the third act of your life. I'm like, well, shit, that's kind of what, you know, if you say, OK, you're going to live to hopefully at least 75. I'm in the second in the third. You know what I mean? I'm going to be 53 this year. I don't feel like 53. I don't, I don't you know, but yeah, it's no, just, I totally yeah. know what you mean by that. <laughs> it's like when yeah. you when you think about logically how old you are and then like how you feel about that, it's it's weird because it's like, no, I don't. I mean, I don't. I don't know what it is. It's not something that I can really articulate. But here's the, here's the problem. This is the problem with it is that I think when we were kids and someone who was fifty, you were you thought about like um, the old lady from uh, Golden Girls, the really old lady. Was it <laughs> whatever? Now yeah. when you're looking at fifty, you're looking at like Jennifer Lopez and stuff like that. Like nobody looks fifty. <laughs> I mean, that's a really like good point. <laughs> I mean, think about it. I don't know what's going on, but uh, the the um, <laughs> you know the like these mo- these movies like when they show people in the future like at fifty, you, they put these glasses on them and white hair. I'm like, no, they're I think some of these people look better than they did when they were thirty. Oh so. yeah, yeah, yeah. Like uh, the Back to the Future cast was a really good litmus test for that, right? Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh man, absolutely. So, um, but yeah. Yeah, the the you know the J Lo's and the uh, who else? Who else is some? Uh, just a lot of people like Salma Hayek. All these people are like oh, fifty yeah. years old. Just, Jennifer Aniston still looks amazing. Oh my god! Yeah, stop, Joe. It's just mm. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> no. That is, I mean, that, I suppose this is probably like in terms of like longevity and and quality of life and stuff. This has got to be the best time to be alive you know, depending on what part of the world you're in, but, um, you know, life and life expectancy is pretty good. There's lots of, you know, really good medical treatments and stuff available. I was reading some article on Reddit the other day that, um, kids born within the next 50 years, like could live to see like 150 or something like that as like a regular lifespan. Yeah, it's like, holy I, it's funny. I was going to, I was going to ask you, I was, I was thinking about that. Cause you know, I watch star Trek and everything and you know, 24th century, which, in that far away, think about it. No. If, you know, if, are we going to have that? Like, are we going to have any of that stuff? Transporters, are we going to have replicators where then you don't have to worry about food? So then you don't, have, you know, eliminates a lot of the need for 
wars and shit like that, or maybe it makes it worse. I don't know. Well, I don't know. If, if they really can create like a 3D printer for food to where you just need to fill it with the right, you know, like atomic mm-hmm. structures or whatever, you know, mm-hmm. it's like there's just certain elements that go in, you know, kind of like the, the, the colored toner in a printer. Yeah, you know, that is that would be pretty freaking amazing, right? I mean, if if you could like just 3D print yourself a steak and it would be a fraction of a price, like it tastes different, like it's like molecularly not different. It's just that a cow didn't have to die for it. Yeah. But, you know, otherwise well, they do that. They, they, there is that now, but they do have some 3D printed steaks. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, they're they're so. ridiculously expensive right now, but yeah, well, it, I yeah, remember like, at first being really grossed out by the idea, but now I'm like, fuck, I'd try it. Well, listen, I, I have two 3D printers. I love 3D printing. So. <laughs> oh, I'll yeah, try. that's right. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yep. I got I uh, I just got another one at Christmas. I I got a resin printer. So because I'm I'm all about now of, of making my own statues. So. Because I'm like, I'm not going to pay. I, I love to do a, a quarter scale statue through Sideshow. I'm like, I'm not paying 1300 bucks for a Superman statue. I'm sorry. But I can fucking print one for 50 bucks and then paint it myself. Yeah. And so I've been watching, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm in a couple of Patreons that, that offer like one guy does uh, DC models and they also have a Marvel and they also have a Star Wars. So I'm in all three of those. And, uh, and then I, you know, there's different guys who do painting tutorials so that's the only thing i haven't i'm about to start i'm i have a lot of i have a lot of raw printed things i just haven't painted because i'm because that's like you really need to have a space and time (laughs) yes you know some hours and all that but so i do have a i have a a full size so it's like it's like a 17 18 inch it's everything's printed i just have to paint it of a henry cavill superman statue awesome Uh, where he's kind of he's kind of hovering uh, over uh, looks like Fortress of Solitude rocks, you know, the, the going on an angle kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So that's that's going to be my first trial. I'm gonna I'm gonna do just to make it easy. I'm gonna do black suit Superman from Snyder Cut. Oh, cool! And do that. So uh, that's that's my plan. But I love I love it. It's it's a nice for me. Like I said, I don't I don't fucking golf. I don't. You know, I don't. I'm kind of boring, Joe. So I just kind of do this stuff. I, I have, <laughs> no, that's a great hobby, one, dude. Well, I have I have the one that prints with the filament. that's right behind me, and then the resin printer is in the garage because that one needs to be ventilated because of the uh, because of the fumes and uh, of the resin. But the resin printer can can print like it just perfect detail, like a lot of intricacies and things like that. This other one that I have, which is a, a filament FDM printer, that's the one that lays, you know, that has a big spool and it lays it down. Uh-huh. And, and that one has, you can see like layer lines. So like it's not good to like print faces and like super detailed stuff, but like the base for a big statue, I can, I print on that or some other thing. Like I, I printed a full size, you know, you, and, and, and the, my filament printer is a larger format. So like I, I have a, I can print a full size Mandalorian helmet. Oh, that's Whereas fucking cool. <laughs> I had to do it on my resin printer. I'd have to do it in pieces and then and then glue them together and sand them and all that bullshit, which yeah. I don't like. Don't want to do that. But it's 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 a super fun hobby. I mean, it is. 
Yeah, uh, Dan Dan Ramirez from the Heroes of Noise printed uh, two uh, Chris knives from the the newest Dune movie, mm-hmm. and and sent those to me, and they're each in in three pieces. And so at some point, yeah, I got to assemble them, and then it's like I almost like just looking at them as is because it's like I feel like these are gonna look terrible after I paint them. But but like you said, it's like it's just watch some tutorials and and be patient and. I got two of them to try it with, so we'll see how it goes. Yeah, but. yeah, yeah. It's all, it's it's great, and the 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 patrons that I'm in, they the models are just incredible. So I have the Superman statue. I'm I've got half of a Hawk Girl statue uh, printed right now. I got to print the body of it, and and then. Dave, of course, David wants stuff too. You know, David's like, "Here are the three statues I want." I'm like, "Dude, I go, <laughs> the three I have not statues. Even, I go, I haven't even finished one. Okay, I, I'm I'm great at starting all these projects, but not like I still owe Paul Hart. I made for his 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 class, his comic book club. I made a three quarter scale Mjolnir that I've got to finish. Oh, so sweet. I've got it all printed <laughs> off. I've just got to I've got to paint it, and I'm sorry, Paul. I just it's I got to get again. I I need to write this shit down and say I'm gonna get this done this week to do it um but uh <laughs> make a hobby but, schedule <laughs> but yeah but yeah i was i was telling him i'm like oh yeah because that it's such a great thing that he's doing with those kids oh it's and super cool i was like i was like do you think would you want like something that you could have as a prop as a like whoever has the best idea gets to hold it for the whole class or i don't know you know so so yeah, I, I started printing that, and but again, we've been back and forth to Missouri, and I just have had so much shit going on personally. It's like hardly have time to to kind of breathe. You know what I mean? Oh yeah, no, I uh, there was like oh probably like a year or two ago, I really had to like kind of like take stock over this is these are the things you have to do, these are the things that you really want to do, you know, slash like to do. There's not enough time to do all of those. You need to make some tough choices. And so that way you can actually focus on, you know, otherwise I just felt like I was spinning my, my wheels. I wasn't giving like a hundred percent focus to any one of these different things. And so I was really kind of floundering and yeah, it's, it's been better as a result, (laughs) but I had to have that kind of moment of you're into too much shit. (laughs) You know, you just don't have that much free time. Yeah. Are you, are you, I know for time you were, you were working at home. Are you still at home or are you back? Oh yeah. 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 I, I'm pretty much fully remote and, okay. and have been for ooh, like two years now, I think. That's nice. Yeah. And, yeah, see, and that's what suits great. me though too. Well, that's, well, that's good. So like, I know, um, I know with David, the company he works for, like, you know, they're all remote for, you know, because since COVID record years, all this kind of stuff. And then they want to bring everybody back to the office. And I was always like, if every if if you have a job to do and you do it, who cares where you're at? Like you don't have to be in an office. And see, and and again, I'm saying that I work for myself, so like you know what I mean? Yeah. But well, no, but, I, I mean, agree so, with that though. But 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 really, and but even when I even when I worked for General Motors, I'm my my boss like was like, you know, and I used to do like sales, so like vehicle allocation. So you had a bunch of vehicles you had to allocate to dealers. You know, and you would get it on like a Wednesday and you would have to be done by the following Tuesday. And, you know, he was like, if you get all your vehicles placed, you know, before the weekend, fucking you can take Monday, Tuesday off if you want. You know, if you can get if you can get your shit done that you're supposed to get done, 
who the fuck cares what you're doing after that? And I think that's what a lot of these companies, they, they don't want to give up this, you know, some of these managers are just awful, okay? And they got to have meetings and they got to have control and they got to have all this kind of stuff. It's like, if, if this person is meeting their objectives and exceeding them, who cares if they get it done by one o'clock and they're fucking playing Spider-Man on PS5? after that <laughs> yeah right? well yeah i mean well and when we went remote to begin with because of the the you know the the lockdowns and stuff um like my performance indicators like my kpi numbers or whatever like mm-hmm. doubled <laughs> and they were like wow you were way more efficient at home it's like yeah because i'm not getting interrupted <laughs> like I, the place i worked at like i had previously been in one role for like over a decade. And so I was very, very knowledgeable and all that stuff. And so I was still dealing with stuff that wasn't even in my role anymore, just because people could walk right into my office and bring it to me, you know? And so then when I'm, when I'm working from home, it's just all of a sudden, Oh, miraculously, I'm not getting those sorts of questions and stuff anymore. All that stuff's not on my plate. I'm not you know, getting (laughs) distracted by conversations with people in adjoining offices and stuff like that. And I'm like, I will never forget this. So when I was a service manager, uh, this is back in the Nextel days of the, you know, the. Oh, yeah, I remember those. Oh, good Lord. (laughs) They're like the walkie talkie. So so I think it was 2010. It popped up in my Facebook memories recently. So that uh, me and my wife went to uh, went on vacation to Mexico. Gone for a week. Come back in, uh, you know, whatever. It's 730. I I literally, Joe, this is not honestly true. I sit down at my desk. In my phone, the Nextel, chirp, chirp. And it's like, hey, Joe. I'm like, welcome back. I'm like, hey, thanks. And the guy goes, hey, do you know where the jump box is, which is the, you know, to jump start a car? It's like, you know, the one you plug into the wall. Uh-huh. You could carry it out there. And I will, I like, beep, beep. I'm like, come on in here. And he walks in there. And I'm like, I said, I've been in Mexico for a fucking week. Do you, th- and I just got back. Do you think I know where the goddamn jump box is? <laughs> I mean, it's just so lazy. Like, that was the worst. Like, I hated that. I hated that, that click to talk shit. So, I just, but I, I understand what you're saying because, you know, when you're in an office and, you know, there are people there who are stretching out a day. So how do you stretch out a day? Well, let's have, let's have a little conversation over here. Let's do this. Let's do this. Um, you know, if and it, the other thing that pisses me off about that, if you're a smoker, oh, they have no problem. <laughs> They've got no problem with you going outside. I don't know, four times a day, ten minutes at a pop. But if like, let's say I wanted to sit at my desk and play uh, Nintendo Switch, how would that look? <laughs> they would like, what are you doing? But it's just for 10 minutes, four times a day. But What's the big deal? I'm serious. <laughs> isn't it? Isn't it is, it's ridiculous, isn't it? Oh, dude, I, the- I just read an article about a company in Japan that uh, their non-smoker employees, they would give an additional, I think it was either 40 or 60 hours of PTO as a reward awesome. for, for never taking cigarette breaks during the day. Yeah, I thought it was a great idea. <laughs> it's It's awesome. It's... There's a one of the one of the companies uh, I had to go for training in Tampa years ago, and they they instituted a no smoking on campus policy. So 
If oh, yeah. you wanted to smoke, you had to go out of the building, off site, out so outside the gates, and smoke. Yeah, and that did, and you didn't have like extra time for that, so it basically convinced you to stop smoking. And I think if you stop smoking, they, it, you know, I can't remember if they gave you some type of incentive or, you know, your premiums went down or I don't know. But I'm just glad the first time I ever tried cigarettes was when I was nine. My buddy Danny got cool menthols from his mom's purse, and that was it. I'm like, ah, this is disgusting. I'm like, I'm done with that. So, oh my gosh, I remember that I tried one when I was pretty young, you know, thought it was really disgusting. And then when I was, I think it was, I was a freshman in high school and I was hanging out with a couple of seniors and yeah, we went over to the, I was hanging out with my one friend who was a senior, had a car. We jumped in his car and went to one of his friends' house and we were playing the card game, Magic the Gathering. Uh-huh. And those two were smoking Marlboro Reds the the whole evening and i remember just being too shy to ask for one and then on the drive home i asked my buddy jeremy hey can i have one of those and like we were listening to metal or something like that fairly loud and i remember it was i was glad it was loud because it was covering up how much i was coughing (laughs) smoking the cigarette and then it was yeah then it was on for a bit and i've had like three different times in my life that i had to like quit smoking Oh god! Yeah. Did your high school? Did you have uh, uh, like your your parents could sign a slip that you could smoke, and then there was a smoking area. Ours was oh, ours no. was just outside the building. <laughs> Listen, ours was just outside the building, and it was like this. It, it was a chained cage. It was like wrestling, right? <laughs> it was this cha- that was the smoking area. So, can you imagine that now? Like, no, yeah, my kid can smoke. <laughs> no, dude. By the time I was in high school, no, they were. Dude, my high school was so strict with that that it um so do you remember like the one of the the subplots in Dazed and Confused is that they're trying to get that that football player to sign the good conduct policy? <laughs> you remember that? Yeah, go ahead. Okay, go so ahead. my school had this good conduct <laughs> policy, right? Good conduct policy. <laughs> yeah. And if you violated the conduct policy, they would put you on a thing that they called the points system. And so once you had these points, you would have to do these different things to make up for them to get those points removed off your record. And then once your record was free of the points, then you could do the extracurricular activities again. And it was like sports, uh, even theater, you know, you just couldn't do anything that was extracurricular that had to do with school when you had these points. And so I got it for drinking one time because me and my friends were stupid and we were doing shots of vodka in a fucking cemetery. <laughs> <laughs> And we all got busted and charged with uh, persons under the legal age. And so I got 10 points for that. And I had to go to two. So the fastest way that you could make up these points was to go to an ASAC meeting. Is that what it was? ASAC? Yeah. And, and like sit and like, you know, the the circle thing like you've seen in movies and listen to people tell their stories about how they're an addict. And I'm just a, a high school kid who just got caught drinking and I'm like listening to like hardcore stories <laughs> and then you'd have to go and write a one page essay about it. And then basically if you got 10 points, you could go to two of those ASAC meetings and it would knock out all of those. And so I had to go to a total, I, I think of like four ASAC meetings. <laughs> and then did, like, you, did you go to, did you go to school in Russia, Joe? Where is this? Dude, <laughs> dude, the school. So I went to a, a high school called Center Point Urbana. It was a con, Center Point Urbana Consolidated School District. And in the late 90s, it was very 
They wouldn't even let us go out. Like if you were in class and you're going through your bag and you're like, oh shit, my homework's in my car. And they're like, well, you're going to have to turn it in tomorrow. It's like, really? Uh, You won't let, no, you might go out to your car and have a cigarette or something like that. Like it was a closed campus. You couldn't even, you couldn't even leave to go out to your car. Like they had that shit locked down. If you wore um, like a billabong shirt to school, they would make you turn it inside out because it said bong on it. (laughs) Like I'm not Uh exaggerating. It was, it was, it was wild. And also my mom were, well, I had like, my grandma worked for the, the, she was like the person that she was the hot lunch secretary. So she was the person that you'd give your like uh, lunch card to. And so I'd see my grandmother every day in the lunch line. And then my mom got a job working in the kitchen. And so then I'd see her every day also. And so there was no skipping school or shenanigans or anything like that for me because it was like, number one, the school wouldn't let you. And I had like multiple family members that would be like, notice if I was gone, right? My my high school had a different hot lunch secretary, Joe, that's all I'll say. So we'll just not talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, did you actually have was a this... hot lunch secretary? <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh, gosh. My, we had... um. We had a we had a husband and wife, uh, and they were he was like a he was like a bodybuilder type guy, and she was like a fitness person, and they were like always like you know that that bodybuilder tan and everything. Oh yeah, <laughs> it was, you know that like they look like orange. Yes, you know? it was <laughs> Mr. Co- His name was Mr. Cox. That's right, Mr. and Mrs. Cox. Uh, <laughs> they were they were they were like we thought they were like the perfect couple. Like it was like what you would see. They would make a great like wrestling family type thing. <laughs> so, but was that was that school? Was that Iowa still? Oh yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I was in I was in Illinois. So I I I always say that I think I think I graduated before all this shit went downhill. Like you know, you know, I graduated eighty seven, and I think the worst thing that would happen would be like a fist fight or something. Now it's somebody pull a knife, put them pull you didn't you know, gun, you have no idea. So I'm like, I think I think it was just the right time to graduate to get out. Yeah. I mean I kind of saw that changeover happen where it was like when I was like a freshman in high school, there was it was like you'd see people getting fights and then nothing would really come of it. And then like just this period of time happened where all of a sudden there were kids younger than me and I was hearing stories about cops showing up at their house because they got in a fight in school. It's like, are you serious? Wow. People are like really taking this shit seriously now, but there was never, I mean, I graduated in 99 and I mean, Columbine happened like somewhere right around then. Right. So, I mean, that Mm -hmm. was kind of the, the start of the really awful shit happening in schools with, you know, school shootings and stuff like that. But my mom and dad went to the same high school that, that me and my sister went to. And my sister is now a teacher at that high school. <laughs> it's like, she's like really out of her mind. <laughs> oh man. I, I've said this before. If, if someone said, Hey, we'll give you 250 grand to be a teacher. I would say, Nope. <laughs> no, no shit. So right. My what my wife, she just, uh, she'd been a teacher. Uh, oh man over 20 years she just she just retired in um uh december last december ah congratulations well yeah you know it's you know with especially with her dad passing away and all this other stuff and in this it's getting it's it's getting worse because uh again she deals with a lot of um on the special ed side that's that's her specialty Mm -hmm. but you know if something happens 
like <laughs> somebody I forget what they call it, you know they this kid called or whatever and you know brought a referral brought you know to, went to the office and all that and they said well unless somebody else corroborates your version of it we're not going to punish him she's like what she's like Are you, you're kidding me so it, it's just it's so you have administrate again when I talked about managers before these administrators. Nobody wants to hold people accountable or, or you know, make a, a difficult call or that kind of thing. Oh, so, dude, I've noticed that. Yeah, like lots of people are very timid when it comes to, okay, you're going to have to deliver some bad news to somebody. And they're like, ooh, hmm. I'm not gonna. I'm, no, I'm not gonna do that. And it's like, what do you mean? You know, like, that's that's gonna make me feel uncomfortable. It's like, well, of course it is, <laughs> but that's part of life. Sometimes we have to be uncomfortable. Yeah, <sighs> it's it's just it's and it's not getting any better. You know, in so again, I'm aging myself here, but if you got sent home when you were a kid, your dad was like, "What the fuck did you do?" Now you get sent home. They go to the teacher. Why the hell did you send him home? You know, that is true. Yeah, yeah. It does seem that there's lots of people who would rather shift blame than take responsibility for their own inactions. Here, listen, listen to this, Joe. I, I, so I have a little saved folder of everything for my wife in, on my phone, pictures and things like this. This is I screenshotted a text conversation she sent me when she was teaching, and then she was. This is this is elementary school stuff. She's like, she says, I've been dealing with behavioral issues, behavioral issues all day. I'm like, ugh. She goes. Just had to help restrain a second grader for almost 30 minutes. And I was like, wow. And then and in her next word, then he called us whores. What <laughs> the fuck? <laughs> I'm like, oh, oh my gosh. I, yeah. So so I, I, teachers are awesome. Teachers don't get paid enough. No, they've uh-huh. got a very hard job. And, and, uh-huh. and you just said it. They don't get paid near enough for what they're doing. Yeah. It, it, and uh, and the, and the other bad thing about it is, like, she wanted to go to a, uh, you know, just the district up, you know, just further north, you know, it's a little bit more money, but then you're, again, still in Virginia, but then you're, they'll they'll, they'll knock four years off of your time, so you don't get the full like bump, you know what I mean? So like I say, you have 15 years. Well, if you take a job up north, uh, we're only going to give you 10. So you're going to get paid at the 10 year scale, which is so stupid. Yeah. I mean, they do so many dumb things that, and I, I, I can't tell you how many of, of people that we know have just like, nah, it's not worth it. Like they've stopped, they've gone to something else and just be, just because it's, it's, it's getting, it's getting worse and worse and worse and you don't have any support from administration. And, and again, you have, you get, the students are fine. She like most of the time she says, love the students, all that. Uh, it's, it's the parents and the administrators. So, Oh yeah. Yeah. That's, yeah. There's, there's some parents that I would not want to deal with at all. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, I, I see, I've never been that way with like my kids. Like if, if you did something wrong, you tell me like, don't fucking lie to me. But you know, on the flip side, like we had a situation with my youngest son in high school where the the assistant principal just is a bitch basically and basically had it out it's just it's just like our family that's fine okay um but you know she she said that he um that he uh, uh sped around somebody going to school or whatever sped around her or something 
and I can't remember what it was or somebody said it or if she saw it, but it's like, no, he, that's not the way he goes to school. And he, you know, he picks somebody up like in the opposite direction. So there's like, there's no way he's there and you can talk to him. You can talk to the person he picked up. And, uh, she said, well, he's the only one that drives a white two door vehicle to school. And I'm like, I know that's not true. Didn't know <laughs> I mean, <shit>. <laughs> White is the most popular color, and I guarantee you I'll find a two-door. Um, and it's, fun, it's funny, when we went to have the meeting with the principal, uh, the assist, the one who did all this, she never showed up. She didn't have the courtesy to show up because she's oh, chicken. Oh, of course. Chicken. You know, so uh, it's uh, – it, it, but I have, again, I have no problem holding my kids accountable uh, if they did something wrong. But, uh, yeah, I, like I said, I could never do that. I'm just – I'm I'm glad – I'm glad I, I work for myself. <laughs> so I can only, only person I have to blame for anything is me. So I make my own schedule, uh, you know, handle my customers and that's it. So. Uh, one of my mom's friends was a, uh, a teacher for special education students. And I remember when I was, when I was like a teenager, I remember, uh, her telling my mom a story that when she was teaching, I think it was somewhere on the West coast and she had some sort of private practice and it was like in a strip mall. And so these, like these like kids came in and like went through school and then went out and had to wait for the bus. And so they're kind of like waiting on the grass in between the sidewalk and the road. And somebody came in to her office and was like, are these kids outside? Like from here, and she's like, "Yes, what's going on?" She's like, "They're giving each other oral sex out in the grass." Oh my god! <laughs> Jesus Christ! Mm. So, yeah, I don't know. Whenever I hear special education educator or teacher, that's always one of the first stories that pops into my head. That's awesome! I'm like, oh my god, <laughs> it'd be so embarrassing to have to go break that up. I know you guys are having a good time with this game you've discovered, but location, location, location. We need we need to talk about geek stuff, Joe. <laughs> we need to let's get off of this teacher stuff. Like, oh. <laughs> Education, school. <laughs> I found the story that turns the tide. <laughs> like, Immediate oh segue it's, follows this story. It's getting, it's getting too serious into social issues and stuff. You can talk fucking Spider-Man or something. <laughs> oh, speaking of that, I bought Spider-Man No Way Home on digital and, and rewatched it the other day. Me too. Really, yeah, really I, I enjoyable. It, I bought it the first day. It, the, this David is all about it. I mean, <laughs> I bet. I think he's seen. I think it's. I think you see. I think you saw it twice in theaters. I bought it the first day and I just said, "Hey, here's my login," because I'm like, I know you're gonna want to watch it. I just watched it. Yeah, a day or so ago. It much hit you more the second time, even though I, even when I was at home. Oh yeah. Uh, and if you think about, oh man, the, the emotional scenes, you know, um, uh, the, again, Tom Holland, the, when he got dusted in infinity war, that was just, that was a, just a beautiful scene. The way he acted with that scene with, yeah. with, with RDJ. And then, um, the, the, the aunt May scene is, is just so good. I mean, they, you can tell Feige had his hands on this and not the, the fucks at Sony. Okay. <laughs> because, because the funny, 
I think what they did is I think they just did. It's a tremendous movie. It, it deserves everything that's getting. It's 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 definitely top five um, movie for me as far as MCU type stuff. Yeah, um, I, I'd agree with that. It's it's you that know, good. And the way the way they did the you know with great power there must also always be great responsibility with Aunt May I thought was great because because David and I had this conversation before I told him I said you know what I said I've got a hard time believing that in the you know the Spider-Man origin that Tom Holland was such an asshole his Peter Parker that caused Aunt uh, Uncle Ben to to die like that he didn't do that okay mm-hmm. and really with this we kind of we they kind of explains that away i don't know how uncle ben died doesn't really matter this is the uncle ben moment and um just the way they the way they handled it with him and then uh i before this movie came out i thought uh they're gonna bring toby and andrew in like deep into the third act they're gonna be in it for the final battle and that'll be it but what they did with them to really bring them in to move that story, you know, to get him off the revenge and, and you know, talking about, you know, Andrew Garfield says, I, you know, I stopped pulling my punches and, and, you know, Toby was talking about, you know, I wanted the guy dead and I got it. And, you know, that is just great storytelling into, you know, Holland's Spider-Man story. And um, I, I think the only thing they could have done is I think that Toby should have died with that stab. Like, I think that would have been, no, oh, yeah. I, I thought there was already been... enough death. <laughs> when yeah. that happened, I was like, no, it's like, you better oh, not give me two dead. fucking Dude, deaths. I saw in the this. theater. I thought I saw it. I saw it uh, like on a Thursday, I, you know, because I didn't want to get spoiled. I thought he was done. I'm like, holy shit, they're killing him, too. Yeah, but, I did, uh, too. But, uh, you know, it just really had everything. It had great storytelling, good humor, you know, the great humor in it. Uh Willem Dafoe is just oh, just incredible. He's, God, he's just so he just oozes evil with his face and all that. It's like you killed, you killed her. You know, it's just oh man. So it's it's definitely one that that's a movie that like kind of like Winter Soldier, where I think I could just pop in and just watch it over and over because it's there's not a there's not a shoehorned segment in the movie. There's not a weak spot about it. It's it's really, really, it's it's just solid all the way around. So, yeah, I mean, I, I love it. So, yeah. So, so, uh, so I'm taking it. You don't have near as much faith in in what Sony's going to give us with Morbius. <laughs> no, because I've already I've already seen some of the the like early stuff, and it's it doesn't look good because it's not. <laughs> it's it, listen. It's come on. I understand that. Sony has all the Spider-Man villains and heroes and, you know, all that jazz. Uh, come on. Re- Morbius is what you're going to is what you're going to come out with. Like so after Venom, the next most popular thing is Morbius. I, I mean, it, it it looks like the comic book character, which is awesome. Joe, do you know anybody who reads Morbius? <laughs> Not a fucking soul. You know. <laughs> I mean, come on. That's just that's just dumb. Um you know, so I, I, I've got a feeling that, you know, they're 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 going to try and 
Sony's going to try and kind of coalesce this Spider-Man. What the, they fucking call it something stupid. Do they call like, it the Venomverse? No, it was this. It would no. It was so stupid, Joe. It was. It was like the Spider-Man universe of Marvel characters. Spunk. I'm like, who the fuck came up with that? Like, were, were, you, in a, were you in a board meeting somewhere? Like, hey, I got it. Spunk. The Spider-Man universe of Marvel characters. Spunk. Hey, Tommy, that's great. Holy you know, shit. But, but I think they changed it to something else. I think it's just this, like the Spider-Man universe. <laughs> that sounds I, like I, an Onion article. <laughs> So, but but I think there. So we we know that now that there's going to be more MCU with Spider-Man, okay? Because they they announced that you know right was it within a week or so of of No Way Home yeah. coming out? Yeah, that was that was like up in the air. I'm like, there's no way. It's like that's there's, not up in the air. <laughs> yeah, they, it's like they, they just made a get, billion dollars. <laughs> yeah, they were doing that to get news story to make it keep everything in the news and all that. So, but but I think Sony, um, they. I think they're going to have they're going to try and kind of make this other Spider-Man universe of characters, you know, the Craven and things like that. So when eventually that deal is done, like like let's say they they've got him signed for another 3 with MCU, and I think after that it it'll be done. Like I don't know what's going to happen, but so then they'll kind of have their own thing and maybe it'll be successful you know but it's, but it got to be centered around spider-man you know because you know craven is a great character but he really means nothing without spider-man i mean craven's craven's last hunt uh i think it's jim demattis and it was uh the writer on it i mean that's just that's just a classic you know story and i would love to see you know something like that on screen of him hunting Spider-Man, overwhelming Spider-Man spider senses so he can, you know, bury him alive, just like the comics and things like that. Um, but, you know, Morbius, okay. And then what are they, what, the, they, there's plans for a Craven. There's what? I think there's plans for, there's a female. Is it, I don't know, is it, I know they talked about Black Cat. Oh, they had like a Madam Web movie, right? Oh, oh, okay. Oh, yeah, that's the other one, yeah. So, so uh, Dakota Johnson or is going to be Madam Web, and they just Sydney Sweeney who from Euphoria. Uh, they're rumored that she's going to be Felicia Hardy, Black Cat. But like, you know, Felicia Hardy, yeah, I can see that. Madam Web, I mean, you're you're really kind of you know reaching into that <laughs> well, they're reaching <laughs> yeah i mean like you're reaching into this box of you know a, a bunch of pieces of paper and you pull out oh madam web we got to make the movie on that no so. I, anytime sony talks about a live action movie that's like oh you're reaching like you are you are trying so hard to stretch out this little bit of ip that you have and and make it something bigger and it's like it's just i don't i feel like if they get the right creative team on it you know, kind of like what they did with Into the Spider Verse, then then they they're capable of of creating something that's because Into the Spider Verse, in my opinion, even though it's not live action, that's like one of the best Spider Man stories there are. It's, it's really it's good, really yeah. really great. I mean, everything about that movie was great. It was it was probably the best theater experience I ever had was seeing that in 3D. And you know, I I 
as much shit as I'll talk about Sony's live action stuff, they gave me that that theater experience. And so it's like, I guess if they do partner with the right people, they're capable of doing it. But man, I've not seen that in their live action stuff. Um, I'm, I'm kind of almost going into to Morbius just as a laugh to then be like, let's see how this goes talking about it afterwards. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know. Yeah. It's, it's, but it, see, but here, so, so on the, here, this is on the flip side. Okay. So we talk about Sony just about as stupid as Sony is, is Warner brothers. Okay. So, so Super Bowl, they come out with this trailer about all these, you know, the heroes of black Adam and Batman, <laughs> yeah. all these things that are coming out this year. Then the Batman comes out, and you know it's it's crushing it. the The next week, Warner Brothers, what kind of press release should we put out? Hey, let's put out a release that all like eighty percent of those movies that we showed in that trailer are getting pushed to next year. Like let's 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 tell everyone about that. <laughs> like why? Why would you do that? It was it's kind of like what they did when they canceled Swamp Thing after yeah. one episode on DC uh, DC Universe. Like why would you do that? Because you're Warner Brothers, that's why. Oh man, so, they are the king of shit decisions. <laughs> yeah. So, but you know, so now you got, uh, you know, the Flash is next year. Aquaman is next year. They they move Black Adam to October, October, and then December is Shazam two. So, you know, and so you have only three. You had the Batman, which is out now, and then those two. So, and then all the other stuff. I really want to see the Flash. I want to see what they do with Michael Keaton with Affleck, Agreed. with Supergirl, with Supergirl in there. Um, you know, you got the other thing that I think they just wrapped the Batgirl movie for HBO Max with Michael Keaton also. So it means a lot. The Green Lantern Corps is going to be starting up for HBO Max. Um, now is that going to be animated? No, nope. It's going to be a live be action li- Green Lantern. Yeah, they've Green already Lantern cast Corps? like they've already they've already cast Guy Gardner and somebody else. No shit. To, yeah. Huh. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm, yeah. It's, this is really, this is a really great time to, to be a, a fan of that stuff. You know, you see all the stuff from, you know, on Disney Plus where you, with the Star Wars and the Marvel stuff. And you get what Moon Knight in a few days. Um, you know, all those things that, all those, those IPs that, yeah, we, you know, maybe we should make a, a, a movie about it, but, we can do it on streaming, which is, you know, kind of what Sony should do. But what, are they going to put it on Crackle? <laughs> they going to watch it on Crackle? <laughs> I mean, going to watch the Spunk universe on Crackle. So, but uh, I love, I love all this stuff. It's just, it's, it's awesome. You know, uh, me and Aiden's uh, Batman uh, ultimate yeah, rewatch has, has been continuing and um so now uh well batman v superman was gonna be on the list and i was like it's a sequel so we have to watch man of steel first so we watched man of steel and then watched batman v superman this last week and he really liked did you watch did you watch the regular or did you watch the the ultimate cut ultimate cut okay and what so what do you what did he think about it he liked him and when, when we got done with batman v superman he was like i'd call that more of a superman movie than a batman movie and I was like, that's a cool take. I was like, there is something that, you know, pretty consequential that happens for Superman's story in it. Probably far more consequential than Batman's story in that movie. Yeah, I, I, listen, I I like, I love Man of Steel. 
I do like, uh, especially the direct, the ultimate cut of Batman v Superman. Yeah, it's got some issues with it, um, but you know, like you talk about, love that warehouse. Scene. Oh, that warehouse fight scene is the shit. The <laughs> it is just scene, the shit. The warehouse scene is great, and uh, I like a big beefy Batman too, because that's generally how he looks in the comic books. Like, especially like if you read like Frank Miller's Dark Knight. Oh yeah, Returns. Oh, yeah, like that is a big hulking batman and that's that's kind of like the figure that ben affleck cut in that suit in in the warehouse scene his stunt guy oh yeah <laughs> kudos to the yeah. stunt guy because that was the shit yeah but it's just it was it was just a just a brilliantly plotted directed acted scene because that's what that's what we want to see you know we, you need to see batman taking on everyone Yep. You know, and using every tool in his arsenal. Yep. Now. Using yeah. everything at his disposal. Yeah. And so, you know, and, you know, people are talking about like the Batman. Oh, he didn't use this. Like, this is year two Batman. This yeah. Is, this is it's really an interesting. We've had plenty of year one Batman. Batman Begins is year one. You know, um, uh, I, I don't Batman 89 is 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 kind of year one ish. Yeah. Right? He's kind of they. they you know, late year one, early year two, but year two is he's, he's kind of established, but he's, he doesn't know how to, he's, he's not doing stealth. He's not being smart like that. He's basically just an intimidation machine, you know, walking out of the shadows versus wait a minute, where is he? You know, and then this guy's taken out and this guy's taken out and that's what he will learn to, to do that stuff because, you just can't your body can't take it <laughs> yeah you know you, you end up like that that uh you, i like you know you know me and Al- alex ross i love alex ross that batman uh that uh it's called scars and it's where batman you see he's uh, from the back and he's taking off the his shirt and everything and his back is just scarred and beaten up and bruised so that is that's 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 batman but you know, you have to learn to kind of, you know, use the shadows to your advantage. Um, and uh, I, I need to, I've only seen the Batman once. Same. I I need to, I need to see it again. I I thought it was it's too long. I thought the story was convoluted. I, 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 I but I, I usually need a second viewing on something like that. So um, that's, I think it comes out in like the 19th on HBO Max. So yeah, we're going to have it on digital before we know it. And yeah, for me it was it was a perfect year two Batman story, and and really it was it was the sort of Batman story that I've been wanting ever since I really got into the comics, you know, which is a real detective story, and so I was really appreciative that they did that. That was good. Yeah, I, I did that. I I appreciate that because it's you know we had some of that, uh, you know, eighty nine Batman. Remember when he was figuring out the combination of the chemicals mm-hmm. that are causing the you know people to to die with the joker you know the smile and all that um and i don't know i mean he had a little bit of it in in the dark night i believe you know that weird super high tech <laughs> that weird like let's with set the, up with this, the bullet with the bullet in the wall i i, I don't still don't get it but okay you yeah know, gordon this, asked him you're gonna take ballistics from a shattered round he's like no fingerprints yeah so okay um, but uh, <laughs> the dark knight uh, is such a good movie though it's it's hard like you have to like really be grasping at straws to talk shit on the dark knight 
Yeah, so and that's why I need to see the Batman again because I I, I love the Dark Knight. But the, now the more I think of it, I you know the Batman may be the best Batman movie, whereas the Dark Knight is is kind of more of a, a Joker centric movie. Oh yeah, you know? no, I really I, I, I would absolutely the focus give you is that. on yeah. So, but I mean, it but it's such it's it, it's just so weird, you know. Between No Way Home and Batman, they're just so different, you know. <laughs> Extremely cool. different movies. But see, again, I, I again, I'm a DC fan. Most of my stuff in my in my office here um, is DC, and I I enjoy that type of story. I like a I like the realistic story. I like, I like the Man of Steel. I like the, you know the. Uh, you know, whereas what would the public think, you know, that kind of thing. And, uh, again, I thought it was interesting. A lot of people didn't like it, thought it was too, you know, too dour and, and too much destruction and, you know, oh, he killed Zod and all that. The sheer volume of property damage in those Zack Snyder movies is just astounding. (laughs) Well, that's why, that's why, that's why when you get to the Batman v Superman, they make a point of saying, Oh, that's whatever island. It's it's you know it's uninhabited. You know, <laughs> then you can do whatever you want, right? There's nobody. There's nobody in the harbor. Or the the port's been evacuated. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, oh yeah. So, oh my gosh. Oh my. But I, again, I do, I do, I especially the extended cut of that. I I do like it because it explains more of of you know, a lot of scenes about the you know the, the blowing up at the Congress there and. Thing, you know, things like that because like people in the regular bvs were complaining oh so that it blows up and superman just stands there you know like shaking his head like oh no i didn't stop it you know and ultimate cut it shows him saving people and that kind of thing so um but the the other things that and again i've mentioned this before that the thing that snyder doesn't do especially like in bvs with with Superman is I'm, I'm sorry to the Batman people, but Batman's not a symbol of hope. Okay. But Superman, no. is sim- <laughs> Superman is a symbol of hope. But so for example, I brought, I bring this up all the time. Uh, so you remember the, in BVS when they're doing those montages of Superman and Neil deGrasse Tyson is talking. Uh, and there's that one yeah. scene of the lady paints an S on a roof, you know, like the water is up to the top of the roof. Right. And they're and, and again they're they're contemplating they're talking about Superman being a god right yeah and the lady the lady looks up and you see Superman like floating above her right and that's and that's a beautiful comic book scene right it's gorgeous okay but what Snyder doesn't do with that scene with Superman is then you need to show him go down to the lady get down on get you know get down on one knee and you know say I've got you. You know, that kind of thing. That's that's what Superman is. And that's what a lot of people. That's what they that's what they don't do. I mean, I'm a I'm a Christopher Reeve Superman, you know, smiling Superman. Yeah. Uh, well, and that's you know, the real character with, with Superman. And and Henry Cavill wants to be that, but he hasn't been written that. I know they tried to. Exactly. To Zack Snyder had no interest in, in doing that version of Superman, which is it's not that version. It's. Superman. <laughs> Superman yeah. is he is a symbol of hope. He is the person that even though so many people look at him like he is a god among us, the first thing he does is he puts people at ease. 
and he makes yeah. them feel comfortable. And, and and the thing and the thing and the other thing that and some of the movies have touched on this is that you know the the complex part about Superman is he can he can't save everyone okay and I know Superman Returns did it uh, the Superman the Superman Lois TV show Superman Lois TV show is phenomenal uh, they've done that where they show him you know up in space listening. And filtering out and knowing, okay, this is something that I could handle, but I have to go here. So my now my choice is I'm saving this person, and you know I don't know what's going to happen to this person. That's the whole, that's the whole beauty of uh, of when when you write, you know, for Superman with all that is that yeah he's got all this power, but he can't do everything, and to everyone. So yeah, he can't uh, be everywhere all at once. He has to pick and choose and then live with the consequences yeah. of that. And some, and some of the best, some of the best Superman, Batman stuff, like, um, has, uh, has he seen, um, um, uh, like justice league doom? Has he seen the animated stuff? Um, your son? We, he, we've kind of, there's a lot of the different animated stuff that we've seen over the years. I don't think we've seen justice league doom. But I, so, I told him, I was like, well, at some point we're going to have to get in and watch these animated movies as well. But we decided uh, we're going to get through all the live action first. So we're going to watch okay. um, Zack Snyder's Justice League next and then probably jump into the animated stuff. Yeah. Yeah. The, the Justice League. Have you seen Justice League Doom? I don't know if I've seen that one either. OK, so the, the, the premise of that one is that. Batman's contingency plans for the Justice League get stolen. Oh, that storyline. Okay, I gotcha. You know, it's I think in the comics it was Tower of Babel. Um, and uh, but there's and I won't give anything away, but but there's a there's a great uh, you know you've got Kevin Conroy Superman or as Batman, and uh, I think Tim Daly was Superman in that. And uh, there's there's a great scene, and it shows the interaction of how serious Batman is and how, again, they've been, they've had a relationship, you know, that, you know, how that Batman Superman relationship, it's, you know, the boy scout Uh and and just the dialogue back and forth is just written perfect. Like if, if I could have that in a movie, I would love it because you know that they have history and you know, they don't, they don't agree with each other's methods. You know, Batman doesn't agree with, you know, how Superman does things. Superman doesn't agree with how Batman does things. And, it's just that that Justice League Doom is phenomenal. Flashpoint Paradox is phenomenal. Oh yeah, uh, Just, Flashpoint's classic. Justice League New Frontier, Darwin uh, off the of Darwin Cooks uh, is phenomenal. Um, uh, um, Superman Batman Public Enemies is great because it's got um, it's got Captain Marvel in it, which is one of my favorite characters. That is you know is not uh, is now Shazam, you know, which is <laughs> is my problem. Hold on, I gotta let my dog out of my office. Hold on a second. No worries. Oh, I'm sorry. No worries. Uh, but yeah, the anime, the animated stuff is DC just slays it, man, for the most part. Oh yeah, and they have for like a long time. They've been killing it. They're like the um, was it Justice League War? We, I've seen that one mm-hmm. a bunch of times. I really enjoy that. Is like the uh, the origin story. Yeah, yeah. So, like, after so Flashpoint Paradox turned into the New Fifty Two. After that, I'm not a big fan of those designs. And the you know the I forget the dude who uh, 
Mike, I think it's uh, something O'Mara, Kevin O'Mara that does Batman. You know, Dave and I are not too big fans of his his Batman for his New Fifties. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, in the animated stuff. Yeah, I got you. There. Jason, o- Jason O'Mara, I think it's Jason O'Mara. Uh, but uh, uh, yeah, Kevin Conroy is my number one when Kevin it comes Con- to voicing mm-hmm. Batman. And if you're not Dude, doing yeah, some version of that, like, come on, <laughs> Bruce, Bruce Greenwood. Bruce Greenwood is a great Batman too. He does a lot of stuff in Young Justice. Uh, he's he's a great great Batman voice. So, um, oh, I've also yeah, dipped love- back in and been watching lots of animated Batman, the animated series. And yeah. then this week I've been watching the original Justice League animated series. Oh, nice. Yeah, I got to get back. Oh, that the, the just the, the Justice League stuff is so great because of that. Those con- those just continuing storylines. And yeah, and you get characters like the question Hawkman, Hawkgirl. Um, yeah, yeah. Captain Marvel's in there. I, I love all of that stuff. And, oh yeah, especially well, and, when you get into the was it Justice League? Is it Justice League Unlimited? Unlimited? Yeah, yeah. And that's got the fucking killer fucking intro music too. <laughs> oh yeah, it's the shit. Well, you know there there there's again there's going to be another um, uh, Batman uh, Bruce Tim series coming up here in the next year, where it's going to be more. Like early, it was like, was it going to be like Golden Age type Batman? That's fucking um, awesome. Yeah, I heard Mark Bernardin saying something that like he wrote for some of that. Yeah, yeah. So that's good stuff. But no, the Batman anime series is just, I mean, that's just a bar that doesn't get topped. I mean, no. <laughs> fucking, I love my, like, I think when, when, when they were doing the animated Batcasts, I'm like, when you do Robin's Reckoning, I need to be on that because I fucking love that. I just rewatched that one the other day. Oh my God, that's so good. Very good. Well, and that's like, if you want to like, if you want to know what Batman, like the the real soul of the character is like, and you don't, for whatever reason, want to read the comics, just watch Batman the Animated Series. It's going to get you really fucking close. I mean, that's, I mean, that, yeah. is, that is like the quintessential Batman. Like he he's out. It's just fucking great. And there's yeah, so was, many episodes was, to choose from. Yeah, that was just it was like just after, you know, what, 89 Batman. So they was going for that art deco style, you know, with, with a lot of use of the uh, shadows. And, and if I'm not mistaken, when I was I don't know if I was watching something on YouTube about it, but um that that the animation is done on a black background instead of whites, you know, so it gives even more of that contrast and oh, that's with cool. the shadows and all that kind of really just really cool. Um, and I, like we would never get we would never get something like that today on like uh, f- free TV. I don't think you know. <laughs> but you think about it, like twenty six <laughs> episodes and and uh, all that. Now now it'd be. It'd be shoved behind a paywall with something, one of the streaming services or something. Everything. Oh, it's for sure. HBO Max exclu- exclusive. So, I mean, I understand it. I mean, it's just. Oh, you know, speaking, gotta make... of, speaking of HBO Max, I just rewatched the second season of Harley Quinn. Also, see, that's that's one. I'm I'm like halfway into season one. I've it, it is funny. I just it's again making time for it. You know, it's, I think it's fun. I do when I watch it. It's just it's funny how they bring in people like Kite Man and how they bag <laughs> on yeah. and stuff like that. 
and and uh, and Kaylee Cuoco, it does a great Harley. Doesn't I mean, she? Oh, yeah, yeah. Dude, that. If you want just like a silly take on DC characters, that's not like if you're looking at the silly meter, it doesn't go clear into like Teen Titans Go silliness, but it's yes. like a real adult silly take on these DC characters. Harley Quinn's fucking amazing. Um, yeah, the it, season one highlights for me are the budding relationship between Kite Man and Poison Ivy, I think is just uh, beautiful. And um, oh my God, there's a there's a scene where Joker is in the room when Batman gets unmasked and he gets super fucking pissed off and then like starts tearing into Bruce Wayne <laughs> about how Wayne Tech promised to release like an electric guitar, uh, electric car. And Joker put a down payment down like everyone else. And he's like, where's my goddamn electric car, Bruce? <laughs> fucking beautiful. It's like, it's like, that's like the Tesla Roadster, right? That's, yes. I think it's a take on that. People, where's that Tesla Roadster? Uh, it's, it's, it's coming. It's so fucking funny. And then the whole second season is like the budding relationship between Harley and Poison Ivy. And it's like, oh, shit. Because oh, it's it's just so good, dude. Um, I'm very excited that to hear that that there are more episodes on that. I'm pretty sure. God, I hope this isn't just a fever dream. I'm pretty no, sure I, no. that there are more episodes of Harley Quinn coming, though. Yeah, I believe so. Yeah. God, I just I read think. earlier that um, uh, Archive 81 for Netflix, it was a scary show, so probably not one you would have watched. But man, that first season was just this slow burn, creepy, suspenseful, like, secret society demon cult in like a apartment building investigation Listen, type show I'm, I'm fine. <laughs> it was so good I'm but they fucking canceled it i'm fine as long as there's not someone in a mask coming after you with a knife through your house like that's oh. it I'm like, okay you could I probably just, get through archive 81 then it, yeah, it was, it's I'm, very I'm, cerebral it was really good yeah but um, but they set it up at the end of it like like oh there's gonna be more to this story in season two and then netflix oh, just man. announces uh Archive 81 canceled after one season. It's like, get the fuck out of here with that news. They, it's terrible. They, I, they, they have so many things going on. I, they don't, I don't even think they know what the hell they're uh, yeah. like every week. They've got multiple things coming out. I mean, it's, it's insane. And I don't think they're making any money. I think they're still in the black. There's well, no. So, did, did you see their, their other announcement recently that they're starting to roll out this thing of, if you're sharing your Netflix login like outside of your physical household, that they're going to start charging you an extra fee for for doing that. So, so what happens when I go to St. Louis in two weeks and hotel the hotel says use your Netflix to log in here? Like, yeah, here's the app. Well, and that's so, what lots of people have been bringing up is that you know, hey, I travel for work, and being able to watch streaming stuff in the hotel is why I have this. And so it's, is this going to be one of those moves, those business moves that really comes back and bites them in the ass? Well, listen, you, it, I, I know they're the the big boy on the block, but I mean, you got stuff like, you know, Paramount Plus, HBO, Paramount Plus has a lot of good stuff on there. Um, there's And there's a lot this year. This year is kind of the big year for Paramount Plus, kind of like how uh, last year was a big year for Disney Plus. Um, and like Paramount Plus is going to have just like six different Taylor Sheridan shows. He does Yellowstone in 1883, which I love those shows. And he's got, I think they got him to an exclusive deal to that. So he's got a bunch of new shows coming out this year. He's got one with Stallone as a, as a, a mob boss who gets out of jail and he's, he's like, he's, 
like relocated to Tulsa and he's starting up the like it's just it's the first time Stallone's done TV. Wow. I think. See, is Paramount Plus is one of those services that I've not I I've I haven't gotten that one. Yeah. And so I've never really watched any of its content or anything. I've heard nothing but good things about Yellowstone in 1881 though. Yeah, yeah. It's it, and so and then they've got another spin-off coming of of uh, 19 23 i think so that'll be in the prohibition era they got another one that's going to be current day uh, kind of a adjacent to yellowstone a character that was on yellowstone based in texas uh he, he it's actually he bought taylor sheridan that's what he he used to do i mean if he grew up on a ranch so but he bought this ranch in texas and that's where they're filming this fucking show Based on this ranch, it's a famous ranch. Wow! Uh, so they're they're, so they're like is, having like a whole Yellowstone verse. Exactly. Like oh, like, it's wow! Just, yeah, it, like David says, is it's you know Yellowstone's like uh, like a Western dynasty show. You know? Yeah, that's cr- yeah, yeah. It's just it's crazy. I mean, it's great. I mean, some of the best cliffhangers, season finale stuff, and we only started watching it recently. So we blasted through all four seasons in about uh, two weeks. So and then I, I, I just finished 1883 a week or so ago. And uh, I, I, I just so 1883, I, I love. Did you ever see Hell on Wheels with Anson Mount? That was on like AMC or. No, no, that's another uh, one of those things I heard nothing but good things about. Yeah, that. like that's that's about this about the formation of the railroad and everything. I love that era, you know, watching that that type of stuff. Um, and I just watched like yesterday. I watched Halo premiered. I'm not. I never owned an Xbox. I think I played Halo once for maybe a half hour. So <laughs> same. <laughs> Ended you know in I mean? frustration of me but, yelling at my friends, going, "How the fuck am I going to learn to run around with two joysticks when you guys are fucking killing me with a rocket every five seconds?" Yeah, fuck like, this I'm, game. I'm a. You know, when I used to play, like I have to play those games on a computer, like with with a mouse and everything. I, I can't do a shooter with a joy pad with the, you know, like a PlayStation controller. Yeah. Well, uh, I can, for, I'll, I'll do third person. Like I'll play third person games like Spider-Man tomb Raider. I'm playing horizon forbidden West right now. Like those games I'll play, but I cannot play a first person shooter on a console. No. Halo was the first one that I ever played where you had to like run, you moved with the one joystick and moved the camera around with the other. Yeah. And I, my brain just, I was like, I'm yeah. not figuring this out. And I'm like, there's so many of us playing multiplayer right now that I'm just getting killed over and over again. that I'm not even like getting to get my bearings before yeah, I'm dying. You, 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 you get spawn and some eight year old just, <laughs> just headshot you. Like instantly. And, yeah. So I was like, no, here, somebody else take this controller. This is my, my first time trying an Xbox was not fun. It was like this fucking, this sucks about as much as it can. And dude, back in, back in, um, let me think what year this was. Probably like oh four. Um, I was playing on my computer. It was Operation Flashpoint, which was like a super realistic Call of Duty, right? Okay. I mean, like everything was super realistic. The recoil, like you couldn't just sprint nonstop and things like that. And uh, I got, uh, I got into a clan of people like we were playing clan's kind of a bad word, but you know, <laughs> but the gaming gaming clan. All right. Um, and, uh, 
we would we would practice like you know like i was anti-tank person and this this person was a medic and this was but like we would set up like okay i anti-tank i'm gonna go up in this building here's what i'm gonna set up and all that and i would just sit there like it's very cerebral i i really enjoyed it uh and we played on a we played um on a on a special server so you didn't have like people um just doing stupid shit right everyone played by the rules these are the rules you can't bunny hop you can't do this kind of stuff you know what i mean and it was so much fun it's very realistic to do that um and but you know once you know once it kind of you know i kind of started playing just console stuff i just i can't I can't do first person. Like you said, it's just, my brain doesn't work that way either. It's just, it's, I, I stick to t- like Tomb Raider. I like, I played every Tomb Raider game on every console ever. You know, <laughs> I played every Metal Gear Solid game, on every, you know, on every PlayStation console ever. Uh, so uh, Metal Gear Solid three was probably my, my, that was probably the last video game that I got super obsessed with and, and played nonstop. Like I just loved Metal Gear Solid three. Oh uh, yeah, the I think the well the last one I played was the the PS4 one was was at Phantom Pain, um, and that is super deep like with the camo and and the weapons and the bosses and just everything. So um, yeah, I'd probably the, enjoy that. <laughs> yeah, yeah the, no, the camo I'm, index I, on Snake Eater was so cool. Yeah, yeah, I was just I was glad. It, I mean, it took me a took me a good year to get a ps5 so i uh i uh i ended up getting um i subscribed to this app it was like five bucks because people were talking about it and it, it like gave you like the quickest alerts for in stock stuff i'm like well you know what i have been able to get one for a fucking year why not well i'll try five bucks right and i got one within like two weeks <laughs> and and uh and then i and then uh I knew David needed one. So uh, and I had like another week to go on this app and I was, I was driving back home through like a kind of a bad cell signal area. And I get this, uh, I get this alert that it's coming in stock Best Buy, which is where I got mine. And so I pulled into the Walmart parking lot where I can kind of get a signal and got in the queue and got it. And I called david i called his cell phone i'm like what the fuck are you doing now he's like i'll work it and whatever i said motherfucker i just got you a playstation 5 he's like no way (laughs) i'm like yeah so so yeah so and then but uh it's uh it's been good it's made me realize i need to now get a 4k tv (laughs) so it's always something it's turned into like a two grand i gotta figure out when I can get a two, uh, a 4K, an OLED TV or something. Oh my gosh! But, but not having Joe, not having load times is—I never realized how much I would love that. Like I could, like I could go in the other room now. I could hit my PlayStation button, and within six seconds, I'm in the game that I that I'm continuing. You know, it's you know with the SSD on it, and it's it's just so awesome. It actually, the game I'm playing now. Like when you do like a fast travel from one area to the other, there there is no load time, but they put it in there because you know they put like things on the screen, like tips or whatever. Uh-huh. So they had to like they 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 manually put in a slowdown because you could just instantly click. So 
But yeah, it's it's a lot of fun. I still have I still have every video game system going back to my Atari 800 computer still here. In you know <laughs> that's awesome. I got that. I got my Atari 2600. I've got my uh, NES. I've got my Genesis. I've got my N64. I've got my Sega Saturn, which was a which is, was a disaster. You know, and the Sega, I got the Sega CD for the Genesis. I got that. Um, and then all my PlayStation, PS1, 2, 3, 4. Um, so, and they're all, like, my eventual goal is to have, like, a giant man cave somewhere. And I could just switch between them. Like, oh, I'm going to play. Have them all I'm hooked play, up. Po- I'm going to play uh, Blast Core on N64. Boom. You know? <laughs> so, <laughs> Yeah, we I have all my old systems split between my kids' rooms. So like Liam's got God, what all does he have? He's got He's got an Xbox, it's gotta be an Xbox 360, a Nintendo Wii, and PlayStation 2, and a Sega Genesis hooked up in his room, and then Aiden's got a PlayStation 3 and a Super Nintendo in his room. Yeah, I'll, I'll fi- I usually once a year I fire up Genesis and play uh, Captain America and the Avengers. Oh, nice! We don't have that game. We've got the oh, the original X Men game though. Oh yeah, well, yeah. I've got that. Yeah, that's another good one. Yeah, that so, one's a lot of fun. And we've got yeah. I think Mortal Kombat one, two, and three. Uh, Sonic one, two, and three. And uh, the thing that's cool about giving the the boys these vintage video game systems and then they get into them is they'll get you know like 20 25 bucks from somebody for like a birthday present and then they'll go to video games etc and come home with like three new games yeah and i always tell yeah, them like, had... like hey if you guys had a ps5 you wouldn't have even had enough money to pay for half of a new game <laughs> yeah like there's your it... silver lining yeah it's uh i mean now i mean 69 bucks 59 69 bucks for next yeah. gen game that's expensive it's, uh... dude because we've got and, a, a switch out in the living room, and when new games come out, I look at them, and it's like sixty bucks for the digital download. Ugh, ouch. Yeah. Well, I mean, uh, like the last before. Well, you think about like the Spider-Man game. I mean, it's just got so much depth and gameplay. Uh, Ghost of Tsushima is the best game I've ever played in my life. Like, and I've I'm on my I'm on my third playthrough of it. It's just, it's about feudal Japan, it's samurai, it's got a beautiful story, it's got beautiful graphics, uh, it's got, the voice acting is great. You can do, you can play the game in uh, black and white with, just with the blood being color. You can play it with Japanese dialogue. Uh, you can, the, 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 the gameplay mechanics and the, the it's just brutal. And it's just smooth. It, it's, I mean, there's a there's a spot in the game where you're escaping, and they are just shooting arrows and shit at you, and it's hitting your horse that you've 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 named this horse, and you've had this horse the whole game, and then the spoilers, the fucking horse saves you, and the horse dies, get, oh, getting you out no. of there, and then and then you and then you bury the horse, and then that's a spot on the map that you can go back to visit. You know, it's a loyal friend's grave. Oh shit! But dude, I was, and they got the music. So you you've escaped, Joe. This is just 
and and, and this game is worth every bit of 60 bucks okay see but, in those so two games that you just mentioned spider-man and ghost of tushima mm-hmm. those are the reasons that i want to get a ps4 but i've just never pulled the trigger on it and every time i talk it like mention it out loud to my wife she's like you don't need a ps4 um <laughs> now that being said her brother has a ps4 that he doesn't really use anymore and it has a hard drive in it and it's also got the disc drive but apparently the disc drive on it doesn't work anymore and he's like i'll sell it to you for a hundred bucks and i'm like is that worth a hundred dollars it's probably an e- it's probably an easy fix. Like there's probably a YouTube video on it. <laughs> See, and I looked that up while I was at his house, and then I got as far as like, oh, you literally have to like order a new disk drive and remove this one and put it in. And I'm like, I'm not a fucking technician. Yeah, but I mean, yeah, he, he's like, come on, you can still load game. You can still load your Spider-Man game that you want on there. Like he's trying to sell it to me, you know, because right now it's just sitting on the bar in his basement. Yeah, it's. It, I'm telling you, man. Ghost of Tsushima is just phenomenal. So, so that scene, he, you've, you've escaped, and then it's the, the horse is l- bleeding and limping, right? And the music is going. It's kind of the sunset's happening, and 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 just, you know, my horse was named Nobu, you know, because you can name it, you know, like you pick diff- four different names, uh-huh. and it's like you know Nobu, you know. And Nobu goes down. I'm like, oh my god! I go, how am I fucking about to cry about a video game of a horse? You know that saved you. But <laughs> it makes just, me think of Mythic uh, Quest. Oh, dude! <laughs> With but the writer on it, that show talking about oh needs my. the emotional punch. <laughs> yeah. But it's but it's so good because you have all these um, you have all these secondary weapons like smoke bombs. So like you get you get into the thickest shit and you're getting overwhelmed. You throw a smoke bomb and then you can then do like a link. So then everybody's blinded and you can do like a chain link assassination where you can like do th- three people in a row and it, and it goes, you know, you pick the guy and you, I'm going to do that guy and then I hit X for this guy. And it's like slow motion slicing through him and the blood is like splattering, you know, like in the air, you know, like you can see the, like the inertia of the blood. It's just, it's um, unbelievable, unbelievable what, what they've done with this game. And, uh, it, again, uh, voice acting just second to none so I, I this better than any movie production like it's just it, so every bit of every worth every bit of 60 bucks new probably get it for half of that now I think it's still it's still $30 at GameStop so you see how it's holding its value because it's it's such a good game god I'm a fucker I'm gonna PS4 now I do not need that shit remember what I was talking about with the amount of free time earlier <laughs> I know yeah, I mean, and usually what I do with mine is, you know, depending on when these fucking dogs get get us up or me up or whatever, um, you know, like if if they get me up at four a.m. or something, and I definitely don't feed them at four a.m. because I'm not starting that, you know, getting them used to that kind of shit. Right? No shit. <laughs> so so I'll 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 pop my headphones into my controller and then I'll you know for an hour and a half or two hours i'll i'll play ps5 you know or i'll play it on the weekend or something so it's uh it's fun i've just you know i've been that way since a kid i mean it was just that was my thing from the get-go I, i've got like the spider-man atari 2600 game i love it that's so cool it's so <laughs> awesome that you still have all those old systems 
Yeah, it's the the only one that the only one that I ever returned was ColecoVision. It, it <laughs> the the donkey it came with I think it came with Donkey Kong and it was like the most arcade realistic at the time and it was like super easy to beat and they didn't have the the pie factory level which you should have had you know and I think I had that thing for like a week and got rid of it but everything else I mean I, I never had a Super Nintendo. I went from Nintendo, I was a Genesis person in college, you know, and we used to play the fuck out of like, we, we'd be, we, NBA Jam. Yes. Um, yeah. Um, I was the, never uh, into sports or sports games, but I fucking loved NBA Jam, dude, both in the dude, arcade we, and on Genesis. Dude, we, I, I remember us getting home from the bars, going to my apartment and playing, uh, I, I, I can't remember what, it, we played NBA Jam but it was like if you if you defeated every team with the bulls you unlock something so we we literally played i mean sun was coming up we were we were just nba jam nba jam nba jam <laughs> you know? it was so and and the hockey the um the ea ea hockey like uh, 92 we would play that it's just that was that was some fun that was the just perfect time at college to do that kind of shit you know Oh yeah, when I think of my video game that I played the most in college, I think of uh, Tony Hawk Pro Skater for PlayStation. Oh, you were a pro skater person, huh? Oh yeah, yeah. I, I like. I remember being on cigarette breaks in between classes, talking with other kids, be like, "Wouldn't it be amazing if we had like a handheld thing where we could like be here on break at school and like, but play Tony Hawk Pro Skater? Oh, that'd be so cool, dude." <laughs> <laughs> and then the the PlayStation PSP came out like just like within months of that conversation. And I remember obsessing over and wanting one of those. Never got it, but but now this you know this technology age that we live in now, where everything is handheld, and it, I I laugh when I think about that conversation on a smoke break twenty years ago. Oh yeah, yeah. One day you will have this in the palm of your hand <laughs> like what are you kidding me <laughs> i mean think i mean think about it from what that's like 30 some years ago that's not that long and you know what's going to happen in another 35 years from now oh right yeah you know yeah if 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 fucking certain world leaders can keep fingers off buttons who knows how much further uh. things are going to go Oh, good Lord. I know. Can you imagine that we're, I mean, because like you, you kind of grew up right near that age where, you know, they were taking that nuclear drills and stuff really seriously because, yeah. you know, the Cold War was, was, you know, really going strong. Yeah. And now we're kind of getting back to that same world rhetoric again. What's that kind of make you feel like? It's, it's, it's just, it's crazy to think about this. I mean, it's, um, you know, <sighs> With with everything that's going on, I mean, basically, Russia's become North Korea now. That they're, they're they're like they're like you're P Putin. You're not going anywhere. Like you're not. Nobody's coming to see you anymore. No, you know? and they fully no. did this to themselves. Yeah, and the the bad part about it, especially obviously, what's going on with Ukraine, but you know, just the people inside of Russia are going to be the ones suffering for it. You know, with it's already happening with it. I mean, because that's just what. You know they're the collateral damage of this whole thing too, so it's uh, I mean it's crazy. I mean, it, 
what do you do? I mean, would you, would you want to send your kid to to Ukraine to fight? I mean, it's it's no. is this having, more having Europe? two boys the ages that they are, you know, like eleven and fourteen now? It scares the fucking shit out of me. Yeah, I mean, you know, uh, is it more of Europe's responsibility? Because I, I was we, we were talking about this because my son's, you know, even he, he he's in the reserves, and uh, you know, it's like, what if one of these fuckers accidentally shoots a missile into Poland? Okay, then what do you do? Like, that's NATO. So what do you do? Or do you do you respond? You know, because you're saying if you would, if you know if you attack on nato is attack on all of them so then what then you then you ramp up and then it's world war three or or do you i mean it's it's a it's a bad situation you know all the way around so i don't know it's uh yeah there's there's got to be we have to be able to i'm sure we are i'm sure we're doing a lot more behind the scenes that we don't know about i like i would bet we've got special forces in ukraine you know Helping them, I gear. I would guarantee that. But you're not, <laughs> Quietly training them. <laughs> I mean, seriously, you know. I don't know I from mean, all the reports, man. Ukraine is fucking cleaning up. The last article I read yesterday was they had some giant force of like ten thousand Russian soldiers like surrounded. It's yeah. Like, Ugh, this. Well, so this the problem you have. So when you when you have like somebody like Putin, where then you're gonna have really before this let's say they were going to ramp they're ramping up to do this do you think anybody in his circle is going to say you know what we don't have the supply lines we don't have this ready and all that nobody's going to say anything because they're scared shitless you get executed yeah so what do you say yeah everything's good boss let's yeah. do it buddy this is what happens when you surround yourself with sycophants with people that well, are only going to tell you what you want to hear because otherwise you're going to be dead or in a fucking gulag so did I don't know if you I sent this to I sent this to David and Dunk uh, the other day. It was uh, I, I screenshotted a story and uh, it was it said hold on a minute I'll tell you right here because I it was it was about Putin. Uh, it said uh, it was a thousand. It was. Is he Putin got rid of like he got a rid thousand... of a thousand people around him because he's because... worried about his safety? Yeah, I saw that too. Yeah, about I'm like, think about how much of a dick you are that a thousand you think a thousand people <laughs> want to poison you. Like, that's... like you're not getting Christmas cards from people and anything like that. It's, but it's bad. Like, but so, so, but I was talking about before is that you know you. You have nobody like giving him the straight scoop. Everybody say, "Yeah, we're ready. We can do this," and all this jazz. And they don't have it. I mean, there's, you know, again, I'm not a military person. My son was in the army. Now he's in the reserves. But you know, one thing that we do well in 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 our military is logistics. Okay, so and and Jocko will talk about that too. You know that you know you got to have the support. You know, you got people on the front lines, and you got this, and you got this, and you got this behind. You got intel. You got You've got, uh, you know, mechanics, you've got, uh, you know, food, you've got resupply, you got, you know, all this kind of stuff. you got to have all that because now they are how far away from their home base, you know, out of Russia now. And I, and I think a lot of these, these guys, these, these Russian soldiers, they got no idea what the fuck they're doing. No. 
No, a lot of them are like, we're told that they were either going on a training exercise or like fed some complete propaganda line that they're going into denazify Ukraine. Or, I mean, like a lot of them didn't even know what's going on. And I I don't know. The thing that's so wild is that it's like Russia completely did all this to themselves. And it's terrible that their people and that the Ukrainian people are paying the price for essentially Putin's madness in this. Because it's like, dude, you could have stopped this at any time and just called all these people off. But you, but it's not because what seemingly because of your ego, like unfucking believable. Un- and now they have the audacity to say the entire Western world is declared total war on them. And, and it's not without... You know, they're they're a nuclear power and they have the 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 option to respond with with nuclear firepower. And it's like, you guys are fucking crazy. And the only thing I can hope is that so much of their equipment has been shown to be in in their military. Just operations have been shown to be in such disrepair. How much of their nuclear arsenal is still even viable? Because it's not like something that they created a nuke in the 60s and it's just been sitting. It's like those things take constant uptake or upkeep and, and maintenance and care. And if they don't have the minds and the know-how and people to do it, are those things even capable of launch? It's just, it's fucking frightening to see a declining superpower in the state. It is headed by the personality type that Putin has. It's, it's really fucking scary that they're essentially holding the entire world hostage over well, this you, guy's you ego. Hope, yeah. You hope their weaponry is, more like episode five millennium falcon like you know that they're hitting the side of it like you know (laughs) (laughs) i mean dude the amount of tanks that have just been abandoned in ukraine because they got stuck in mud it's like what the what do you think is gonna happen if you're trolling along in a fucking tank right next to a river you fucking moron it's Uh, spring well they you know as long as they get you know these the missile the stinger missiles and like the stinger missiles will take all like helicopters and all that shit out and i think they just gave patriot missiles and all that kind of stuff it's like <laughs> have you watched any of those videos on youtube <laughs> fucking no, Russian tanks getting hit with those uh, things it's oh, incredibly no. satisfying to watch is it oh dude i gotta watch that that's awesome <laughs> and it's always just like some ukrainian dude that's like got some hodgepodge of armor and military gear thrown together and it's like hey check this out shooting a stinger missile at a russian tank yolo dude dude, <laughs> dude listen we so when i was uh, i was at my son's this this past weekend and uh we he was just pulling up youtube videos and you know we were watching we were watching a video about the a10 warthog you know that plane that's um it's uh it's got the two big uh like uh jet engines on the side it's got big tail on it it's a tank killer you know okay and it's got so it's called the warthog it, they were they were going to retire it and it got this big uproar because it's just it's so devastating so it's got this oh fucking dude it is a they basically built this plane around a rail gun <laughs> the gun is literally the inside the plane the length of the plane and there's the, a legit railgun in there dude it's a <laughs> that's fucking it's, scary it, it, it is a you know that uh i, I call it a rail gun you know the just the, the big round thing you know and it you know it's belt fed and it just 
it's just oh you're probably talking about a 50 caliber machine gun yeah but i'm gonna tell you it's uh, a rail gun is like that thing from the schwarzenegger movie eraser (laughs) uh, (laughs) and i was like those are real (laughs) i think they were in quake also it's it's a third it's a 30 millimeter gatling gun okay and holy fucking shit so 30 millimeters so that's like what the diameter of that round 30 millimeters across which Uh, for those of you keeping track there's what 25.4 millimeters in an inch so this is a round that's bigger than a fucking inch (laughs) yeah but it's it's so so it's got this it's got the gun sticking out the snout but if you if you see an exploded view it's like three quarters of the length under inside the plane and the the ammo that they feed in it and this thing will just like like our enemies know the sound of this gun i can see why they call it a tank killer i mean those rounds have got to be just fucking humongous yeah it's a a, it's a 10 thunderbolt it's also called warthog but we were watching a video on this thing and like you're blown up before you hear the sound of the bullets you know come <laughs> but yeah you know yeah, i remember it, years ago there was a a former navy seal named andy stump that was on an episode of the joe rogan experience and at the end of the episode he was talking about being in afghanistan and shooting javelin missiles at people and it was one of the wildest fucking stories i'd ever heard he said that that it was like kind of later in the theater of war and so a lot of the fighters that were left were pretty smart. And so since our troops were shooting, you know, guns with five, five, six ammunition, it didn't have as long of a range as the uh-huh. 30 caliber AK 47s that were generally being used over there. And so they uh-huh. would set up outside of the range of our troops, five, five, six ammo, and then just lob 30 caliber caliber rounds in them because they felt safe that they were far enough away that our troops couldn't hit them with their artillery. And so Andy said that he found like a box full of javelin missiles that a little while later, like found a launching mechanism and built a special pack so that he could carry the launcher and two missiles when he'd go out in the field. And he'd wait till there was a big group of them all gathered together. And then he would shoot a javelin missile at them. And he said that there was two options, either direct attack or top down. And so if Hmm. they were hiding behind a wall or something, he could still get them. And he said the best part was like a half second before that missile would hit, they would all make the oh shit face and then they would all just disappear. (laughs) (laughs) That's like, oh, oh my God. (laughs) Yeah. I just, I just, I just sent you on messenger the, like the guy holding one of the rounds and then the picture of how big this gun is that, that is like in the belly of the. (laughs) Oh my God. Yeah, dude. Look at the size of that fucking round. Look at how big, look at how the diameter of that. No wonder they call that a tank killer, dude. I mean, if all else fails, you could fucking stab somebody to death with that thing. (laughs) Well, and I guess this thing, and it's got armor on it as far as the plane. It's designed to like fly low and do these passes and just spray the ground with that thing. (laughs) Okay. For those, you know, listening, imagine like a bullet, like a rifle bullet. But I mean, this thing's probably what, like 12, 14 inches. Oh my god! Yeah, it's, I mean it's 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 humongous, and like the business end of it, that just the part that you can see sticking out of the cartridge looks like it's at least six inches. Yeah, at least it's twice it's, the diameter of like what looks like a grown man's thumb, 
and and it's a Gatling gun. So those are coming out like really fast. <laughs> and that gun's no fucking shit, dude. It looks like it's twenty five feet long. I told you, it's they they literally they 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 designed this plane around this gun. <laughs> That's incredible. They're like we want to use this gun to like just to lay waste to someone all right let's build a plane around it and uh this is what happens when one of the richest nations in the world devotes the majority of its gdp to military (laughs) budget this is what you get (laughs) yeah it's and it's 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 and it's a um uh again it's not a it's not a sleek looking plane you know it's uh uh here i'm gonna send you an image it's it's a it's what I would call this is like just a brute. It was this is this is uh this is to do the shit like down in the you know down That's in awesome. the dirt. Okay. It's not, that is you know, so it's not awesome. doing anything it's not doing anything from ten thousand feet, man. It's coming at you. Like you could see this so. is one of those subjects where I'm like of a really, really split mind. Where it's like, I'm really glad that we have these things, and I'm really fucking terrified and saddened that we have these things. Do you know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Because it's, it's, it's one thing to get excited and be like, oh, my God, about this. But then really think about it in the cost of human life and all that. It's like, oh, my God, that's so terrible. But wow. Well, Total we, split. You think about it, we're just we're we're just fortunate just how our continent is situated where we've got water on both sides, you know, ally to the north, ally to the south. Yeah. You know? No, like, you're totally true. Like nobody's, 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 you know, we're not going to get a, you know, a, a Red Dawn Wolverines. It's not going to happen. Okay. It's a great movie, but it's not going to happen. Uh, but, you know, over there, everybody's borders are, you know, this used to be part of this country, you know, that Soviet block. And it's the sad part, you know, not just with this going on, but like if you look at uh, the other thing I'll get into a rabbit hole on YouTube is like abandoned places you know oh i love and, that yeah one of the you know like like abandoned the, porn is one of the the subreddits yeah. i follow where there's yeah. always great pictures yeah like the one like the you know the uh like sarajevo yugoslavia when it was the, you know the, the olympics were in the in what the 80s the winter olympics and you look at it now and it was been abandoned and the wars that were going on and like the stadium that, that you know that where the opening ceremonies were were used to execute people it's just it's it's I mean, well, that's like documentaries where they go into like the 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 town next to Chernobyl. Was that Priapet? Oh yeah, like that? I, I might be wrong about that. Did you did you see did you see Chernobyl on was it HBO? Oh yeah, dude. I, I did yeah. a Starcast episode with Eric Marable that was like dedicated to breaking it down. That was sobering. Yeah, yeah. That's. I, I mean that, and that was you know when they were talking like what was it, a week and a half ago where the Russians took over that area and they're like, well, they've been bombing that area. It's like, what the fuck is wrong with you morons? Yeah. It's just, okay, let's, you know, you still got to maintain that site. Like it's not just under a dome and okay, we're good. I mean, it's people are monitoring that all the time. It's, It's just, uh, we, we have a, we have a nuclear power plant near us here uh and yeah, same i got one like less than three miles away so i got so this was years ago when we lived we lived uh it, it, like 10 miles in a different direction and it was a late we got the like they sent out a calendar 
So it was uh, the, you know, uh, whatever I can't remember what it's called, the power plant. Uh, and like, like I want pictures of these smokestacks and shit. But anyway, but one of the things on the back page, it was like, uh, you know, it, it had these in case there's a meltdown, it had the zones. like no, we were the in, map we with were, the concentric circles? The concentric circles. <laughs> like, we're, we're in the orange, so we're, we're, we're kind of fucked. Yeah, you know, but. yeah, I'm in either the small circle or the next biggest one up. Uh, but the, the power plant next to us is actually in the process of being decommissioned right now. Uh, so at some point here in the near future, it's not going to be there. But, I mean, it's... Like, especially if you, if you go down the river right next to it, I mean, you go right past it. You go right past all the giant fucking, the big, huge block of all the cooling towers. And is there, is there a lake there? Uh, no, it's right next to a river. Okay. Well, this, and this there is, is a lake that's yeah. Kind of uphill. Yeah. So there is a lake that I suppose. Okay. Because ma- ours, ours is, ours is, is off a lake and, uh, and the, the lake is always warm <laughs> <laughs> no this lake's a bit of ways but i mean the the um the the river downstream from there it has to be really really cold for it to completely freeze over where the channel goes through because um the river bridge okay. to get to our town is just down river it's close enough to the power plant where yeah that that hot water that goes back into the river it, it makes a difference <laughs> oh my god so i don't know but yeah it's it's uh it's an interesting time of what's going on now i just don't i don't know what the don't know what the hopefully the end game is they they humiliate him and push him out and and then he just somebody in his inner circle just takes him out like that's because think about it unless Unless he is taken out or taken out of power or thrown in jail or killed or whatever, like no one's gonna have anything to do with them no, anymore. No. So you no. have so so some there's gotta be some some person there as close as like, you know what? You know, get a couple people. We gotta take we gotta just get rid of him. I mean, unfortunately that's just the reality of it. Uh or, well, or seems to you be know, the reality in jail. of Russia too, if you read their history. Yeah. Well, yeah, you know, or 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 that they throw him in jail and then they they hand him over to the international you know criminal court. And and that's really that's the only way that's the only out, because if he stays, if, if he gets beaten and gets pushed back and stays in power. You know, then the Russia is going to be North Korea, basically. So then they're the only two going to be talking to each other. I mean, yeah, know? pretty much and Cuba. What, or, or, you know, Cuba and Venezuela or something. I mean, that's it. Oh, man. <laughs> I remember I'd someone t- telling me a long time ago, they're like, like, Cuba's like an amazing paradise. I'm like, yeah, that's why people try and fucking ride an inner tube from there to Florida, you fucking idiot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we. If, you, if we your had... homeland's the shit, you don't flee it on a fucking inner tube. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, my, my wife's friend, she they she took a teaching job on the on you know obviously on our side there <laughs> um and uh on base and uh i think she did it for they only did it for like six months and they ended up moving moving back here but uh it was just it was something that they wanted to try it was a good amount of money you know one of those deals and but 
She's like, yeah, it's not much to do. <laughs> you know, you got this little segment of this island that is U.S. territory. And, you know, it's not like you can go to Six Flags or, or a water park or something. <laughs> right? You know, it's like, I don't know. I'm just I, I just at my heart, I don't think dictatorships can ever work because I think even if somebody goes in to to that position you know, with the best of intentions, that power over time is going to corrupt you. And you're going, you and the people in your inner circle are going to be living this lavish lifestyle in comparison to the majority of the people in your country. And it's, it just doesn't work. It, it literally goes that way every fucking time. And if you think that you're going to be the one to beat human nature, good luck. Well, and that's, again, you know, as Putin is all, everything he rails on about the West, he's got fucking more money from capitalism stored away offshore than fucking anybody. So he's a fucking hypocrite. I mean, come on. Well, they all you know are. I mean? <laughs> they, they all are. Yeah. They, they go in and like, especially the ones that are like the communist dictators. And it's like, it's, it's like this, you're taking an idea and you're warping it and it's getting warped by these like base, terrible characteristics that exist to some extent in every single human being. And so that's why all these fucking rulers fall victim to it it's like have you ever read plato's dialogues it was like the the it's a really really fascinating read if you can ever read it It was basically he he was one of the greek philosophers that hung out with socrates and so he wrote down all these conversations that socrates had with these other philosophers and so you can read them in a collection called the dialogues it's really fucking interesting stuff the considering the stuff that they were talking about thousands of years ago is still applicable because when you get down to it, they're talking about human nature. Now, keep in mind, there's also stuff in there where they talk about the merits of man-boy love. So they did have some fucked up ideas. But but one of the ideas that, that Socrates had was this idea of the perfect state being this republic that had to be headed up by a, a an individual that was he called the philosopher king. That was somebody that was like from birth raised to be this leader that would be able to take this position and was raised in such a way that they wouldn't be uh they wouldn't be as likely to fall victim to these negative character traits right and it's like mm-hmm. i think that the idea of the philosopher king in itself is an absolute fallacy because i think that you know absolute power absolutely corrupts and over time it's bad shit's going to happen and you see that with like i think our congress with these people that don't have term limits and they've been in office for 40 plus years or whatever. Oh, and yeah. Now they're millionaires. And it's like, oh, come on, dude. You didn't you didn't yeah, make those millions a, off just you, your you salary. See, yeah. Did you see there's that there's this dude who um, he he publishes and he um, what is he doing? He is he is he is buying the stocks that Nancy Pelosi has bought. <laughs> he's just mirroring her trades this is great because these guys with this technology you know there's a guy on twitter that tracking all those russian jets the oligarchs jets and things like that i go those things are it's so cool but yeah this this dude saying well yeah she's had a like whatever it's like a 500 percent return on investment which is it's totally all of them like i said i've said this before the only thing that both parties have in common is they want to stay in power (laughs) oh spot on dude so that that is, uh, but yeah, it's like oh okay. So you you have three houses and you know 
interesting. You know, it's uh, how do you do? How did that happen? You know, so, and <laughs> yeah. and you're and it's you're you're not supposed to be there forever. You're not supposed. To, I mean, it's just your the intent. The original intent was to was to serve, and then go back to your community, and and you know be, you know become more part of the community and and you know bring the stuff from Washington to your community. But it wasn't it wasn't meant to to be your golden parachute, which is what it is because they're, <laughs> yeah. they're exempt from everything. They get the best healthcare. They can remember the check kiting scandal. They were writing checks with the, they, it, you know, they get free parking. They get free. It's, it's literally, it's, it's like living the life of a, of a, of a rich celebrity is what it is. Yeah. Yeah. And it's absolute bullshit. And then the, the two party system basically just traps those incumbents in there. And so that's how you get these fucking morons that just keep, getting elected over and over again. Almost everybody knows that, oh, this is a piece of shit person, piece of shit legislator. But the people that are, you know, the red tie people are going to vote for the red tie candidate no matter what, because they think the blue tie candidate is evil and vice versa. Yeah. And so it's like, well, I'm going to, I'm going to stick with the moron devil. I know, you know, over the other team because, oh, they're going to get in and do this or that because, you know, that's what the talking heads tell me. And, but you, you're right when you say that the only thing that they have in common is they both just want to stay in power. Well, like I said, I, this, I know this. Like, let's just say you get some, you know, uh, what was the Jimmy Stewart movie? Is a Mr. Whatever goes to Washington kind of thing. Like, like you, let's say you're this rebel, right? And, you know, you, you're whatever. I don't care if you're Republican or Democrat. And you you get up there. The first thing they do is bring you into some office and say, listen, I don't know how you think it is, but here's the way it is. When we tell you which way to vote, you vote. If you don't, you're never going to get any little piece of anything up to the floor or even attempted to get passed. So right now, fall in line. Okay, you can you can be Mr. Rebel on the outside and all that, but. Say whatever you want, but when we tell you this is the way the vote's going, this is the way you're going to vote. I guarantee you that's the way it goes for both sides. Oh, without a doubt. And also without a doubt, the the Republican side of the aisle is much better at getting their party members to do that. Yes. Yeah. They are very good at presenting a unified front, and no matter what line of bullshit they all have to say, they'll all fucking say it. Whereas it seems like on the fucking Democrat side, it's like they're a little bit more fractious. And it's like they can't make up their fucking minds. I I don't know. It, it just it's it seems like the system in Washington has been it's in a stalemate for so long that it's just like what the fuck are you guys even doing? Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna now I'm gonna circle this back to something, Joe. <laughs> I, we're talking about stuff I don't want to talk about. Please. <laughs> when, when you're, so when, when we were I'm so when sorry. we were talking when we were talking about dictators and things like that. So one of the things that popped into my head. I don't know if you've ever read and this was alex ross art paul dini story and everything uh and they were treasury size and i have them they're you know big big size comics uh and they were one shots and one of them was superman peace on earth uh there was batman war on crime there was shazam power of hope there was wonder woman spirit of truth those are the four that he came out with but the superman one was it, it's kind of it kind of Similar to like how Superman four was where, you know, he said, I want to stop, you know, nuclear weapons. But this one was a, a, a kid asked him, you know, how come with everything that you can do, 
how come there are people still starving in the world, right? So he he takes on his mission to kind of try and end world hunger. And one of the scenes in this is where he's bringing over, like you see him, you know, big, you know, gigantic thing. He's coming down, you know, he's got like grain or whatever. And he comes down, to, it's like a, it's a dictator's country. And the dictator says, you know, oh, thanks, Superman, but you're not welcome here. You know, we're a sovereign country. You can leave that here. We'll make sure it gets to the people who need it, you know? And yeah. he knows that's not going to happen. That's another, like, Superman moment uh, in this story. And again, you've got the just the gorgeous Alex Ross, you know, painted art. Um that I know Jake hates. Jake hates Alex Ross. <laughs> <laughs> he says they look like I forget what he said. They look like whatever mannequins or something. But I love that because because and I've said this before. I don't know if you know this or you maybe you've heard it, but my like fourth cousin. See, Alex Ross uses people in in character in in a suit and with lighting and all that to kind of do his drawings, you know, to get his inspiration and make panels. So like my like my fourth cousin, he may be fourth or fifth cousin, distant, but he is he is the model for his Captain Marvel, which is of course one of my favorite characters. So <laughs> yeah, that's I met awesome. Al- yeah, I met I met Alex Ross. It was shoo, man. It's now is it five years? I was still doing the supercast. Oh, was, was that when your statue <laughs> broke in line? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I remember that story. It's fucking heartbreaking, dude. Oh, dude, I was just it's one of those you want to punch yourself in the face how stupid you are, you know, stupid, stupid. Um, but it's still I'm I'm peeking around my monitor. I still have it. I see his I've got his ankles glued. I can see not well, <laughs> but but uh, but yeah, it uh, yeah. Meeting him was was great, man. And he and he's awesome because he doesn't do a lot of signings and his signings are there's no charge. You know, oh, that's really cool. He, he, but, but he does it. See, he does, he doesn't do it at like C2E2 or something. Like this was at a, this was at a local art museum that had, a, uh, it, he had a, uh, kind of a display, uh, you know, that was there for like six months or something. And so he came there and, you know, you, he signed like, four things or whatever you could bring four things. And then if you bought any of his things there, like I bought the prints and things like that, he would sign those also super nice guy, you know, spent time with everyone, um, smile on his face. Um, I told him about my, my, my cousin, you know, that who he, cause my cousin, fifth cousin or whatever, he's, he's his, his art, his art distributor of Alex Ross stuff in Chicago. So, um, so it, we had a, we had a good talk and picture and all that. So that was that was great. So yeah, and I bought I bought some extras and I sent one to Jordan and uh, I gave one to my son. So of uh, you know signed print, but really really awesome guy. And I just I love everything about it. Matter of fact, one of the this month's 3D print model from the DC group is a kingdom come version Alex Ross of Captain Marvel, which is awesome. Oh, sweet. So yeah, I think that one I'm going to try and print 
quarter scale. So it'll be like 20 some inches tall. Whew, we'll see. Yeah, so. I had bought that original Kingdom run, uh, Kingdom Come run off uh, eBay a long time ago. And so I've got that in like the original, you know, big fat issues that it came out in. Yeah, he like I had Alex like square signed. binding or something like that. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah, he he signed my I have I have a, the first printing um, issue one. I have them all, but he signed my first printing in silver. Oh, ink. Sweet. That yeah. is so cool. Yeah. He signed that. He signed uh, a, a Captain Marvel cover of his. Uh, he's yeah. He's I he signed a couple more things for me, but uh, yeah, it's that's that's the other thing I'm working on. So we just we just kind of redid my office. I'm I'm having my I'm cutting uh, my shelves tomorrow. I got this this real live edge piece of wood, so that's going to go right above me. Two different shelves. I've got to hang up my Captain America shield and then I've got to hang up all my art, my artwork and signed prints and all that kind of stuff. So it's, it's going to be really nice. I got this in my office right now. I bought this thing from Ikea. That's a, it's five cubbies wide by five tall. So oh, nice. So I've got like on the far left, I've got, you know, my, my green lantern lantern that I 3d printed and rings. And I, so that's my green lantern area. Then I've got a bat. I've got two areas of Batman and I've got a Superman. I've got a Marvel area. I've got more Superman. I've got the flash helmet that Eric Marable golden age flash helmet that he printed off for me. Um, you know, I've got my statues. I've got, uh, Falcon and, uh, uh, Sam Wilson, uh, Captain America, uh, statue, dr doom statue i mean so yeah and and i still with all the stuff i have here i have probably i probably have 16 boxes of i got some hot toys still downstairs (laughs) i I can't i got so that's why that's why i'm gonna make above me here that's why i'm gonna have two shelves which are six foot long and about three foot deep that i can put more stuff on you know because i want to i want to get this stuff i'm also my wife doesn't know this. I'm entering a, a raffle. It's a hundred bucks <laughs> to win an eight and a half foot tall Superman <laughs> thing. <laughs> I've never wanted imagine? somebody to win something more in my life. Uh, just, you, just cause I, I would really like to hear the story about what this thing shows Dude, it up. comes, it comes on a truck on three different pallets. Like <laughs> it's a base and then, and then legs and then a torso and then that, it, it, you put it all together and it's in this, they, they, they did it last year and I didn't enter it. Um, but I'm like, you know what? I mean, just save up some money and just who, you know, I mean, I think, I think last, I think last year, I think only, I think only 28 people entered, you know? So I'm like, Oh damn. You know, that's good odds. Yeah. Uh, the, uh, the, it's the guy in my Superman group. He, he, he used to be the, the, the like the personal appearance he used to be the manager personal appearance manager for margot kidder and and you know from the superman the movie and all that kind of stuff so he's got a long history and he's got stuff he doesn't even know what he has in his warehouse i'm like dude do you have this seven inch you know christopher reeve figure he's like i got it somewhere he goes when i find it i'll let you know i mean he's got so much stuff and i've got i've I've got a lot of, I bought a lot of different stuff from him, um, you know, here and there and, uh, you know, different prints and things like that. 
But uh, yeah, he's doing another raffle. I'm like, oh my God. <laughs> now, what would be your wife's reaction when this truck pulls up and starts <laughs> taking pallets out? <laughs> oh God. <laughs> <laughs> I would definitely, I would definitely need to get that on, on camera. Oh, without a doubt, dude. Like, but, yeah. I mean, yeah, you because know, I've been listening to you on podcasts for so many years now. Between Supercast and Vintage Geeks, I always love it when you talk about your wife's ambivalent attitude towards your passion. <laughs> <laughs> Make sure your door is closed, like you know. It's, but it's yeah, it, it it there's yeah, it's. So the yeah the goal of redoing this office in in this way she was like to she even said it's it, it'll make it look more organized but you have more space to display things which is true so that's what that's kind of what that's kind of what the goal is here um, but yeah I, I mean I, I I have stuff downstairs in boxes still because I I had packed it all away for when we were redoing. I, you know, cause I, cause I did in my house, I did all the flooring myself, the whole main level. And so we redid my office and I, I, I used to have this big L shaped cherry desk with a hutch, you know, which, you know, it's just take up so much space and you can't display a lot either. So, so now I, now I've got, you know, this, my desk now is, is, is this long piece of, uh, of live edge wood sitting on, you know, two, five drawer, like Ikea things, you know, and I have the same shelf material as my desk. That's just going to be going to be ripped, you know, lengthwise in half Mm -hmm. to make two smaller shelves. So it's all going to match. Nice. And then I'm going to have, I'm going to have it. I'm going to have it. uh, The shelf brackets are going to be like the black, black iron pipe, you know, that you get like at Home Depot. Uh Uh-huh. So so yeah, it's it's uh it's coming along. Um, I just I I just love seeing my stuff, you know. Like I have got oh, my little totally right. Got my little Christmas Christmas Reeve Christmas ornament, you know. <laughs> Plays a Superman theme, so that's incredible. The best the best <laughs> superhero theme ever, John Williams. Um, so and, and David David got got me some stuff for Christmas, you know. Uh, um, that got up there. Um, I've got my 3d printed stuff that I still got to finish off. So this is my little, this is my little paradise. You know what I mean? So, oh, yeah. Oh, I forgot to tell you when uh, I played, uh, or Aiden and I watched the original Superman a while back also. And so when we were watching man of steel, he kept pointing out all the differences. <laughs> He's like, well, in the other Superman movie, this happened. I'm like, yep. <laughs> like good memory, dude. Was that did was that the first time he saw Superman the movie? Uh, yep, yep. That was the first time he'd watched it. We still have to watch the second one at some point. Oh man, what did he think of the first one? He really liked it. Yeah, it's 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 just it's a beautifully shot movie, uh, and it, it, I mean, especially the the Smallville scenes with the, the with the the fields and the you know the sweeping shots and everything. It was really, uh, I mean, the, the, I've talked about it before. The, the 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 things they had to invent to make this look real. What was just uh, Richard Donner? What he did with that movie was just amazing. I mean, it's just 
you know, I, I think I mentioned before, do you remember the scene on the Smallville where he's like racing the train and jumps across the tracks and then you see him running in the distance and it's, you see this, you know, plume of smoke behind him. You know, he's running so fast and kicking up stuff. Well, I, I remember him racing trains in the first movie, but I never watched any of the Smallville show. No, 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 no. So did you remember Superman, the movie where he's racing the train and he jumps okay. in front of the train? Yes. He jumps in front of the train and then he tears off and then you see him running like to the horizon. Right. Uh-huh. And there's this trail of, you know, speed and dust behind him. And like, oh, that's pretty. That's an awesome effect. Well, they they literally, you know, drove. They had a motorcycle with like a dustpan. <laughs> no you know, shit. Like, yeah. I mean, they're they were doing stuff like that. I mean, it's, that's incredible. Like this, the scene, like the cemetery scene where, you know, we're saying, you know, uh, you know, all the things I could do, all these powers, I couldn't save him. When you see in the distance, there's a church, you know, there, so you see the cemetery and then you see a church in the distance that that church what is a scale model so it's a perspective thing so the church is maybe six feet tall uh-huh. so where they put it because richard down was like he was he was talking to the art director and he's like man it was it would look it would look really nice to if we had something in the background and they built it they built that church just for that like now you would just cg it yeah you know? oh without a doubt See, every, and that's that's the thing about it i mean this this was just this was filmmaking i mean they're you know they're with all the wire work they did, they were, they painted out the wires on every cell of individual frame of film, 24 frames a second. I mean, can you just, it's just nowadays you don't have to worry about it. You know, you, you could, you do it with computers and all that. And it's so that, that's why, that's why things just, you know, like they don't do enough wire work for Superman in newer stuff. Like that's what makes that movie great. You know, when he's, you know, uh, bringing the helicopter down, you know, after he saves her and they yeah. land and then he takes off. It's all wire work. It's just gorgeous. Oh God. I love that movie so much. Yeah. I had a great time rewatching it with him and I'm looking forward to watching the next one. I don't know if we'll do three and four. <laughs> uh, have you seen, have you seen them before? Not since I was a kid. Okay. Well, yeah. Superman two is, is phenomenal. It's just, it's great with the, I mean, it's, you know, they, it's got the eighties look, you know, when you, with the villains, you know, oh, without a doubt, black. but it's just, it's, it's a great, it's, it's a great sequel with a great, with a great ending. Uh, Superman three is, is, is bad, pretty bad. Um, Superman, Superman four is actually pretty good up until the nuclear man stuff happens. I mean, it's, it's, you know, Superman wanting to rid the world of nuclear weapons. That's a, a script that Christopher Reeve co-wrote. And it was, you know, uh, it was good up until that part. And then after that, it got kind of nuts. You know, they there's a scene <laughs> there's a scene where he saves whatever her name is, Mariel Hemingway's character. And she's she's in space or the nuclear man takes her up into space, like with her dress on. Everything's fine. Superman goes and saves her up in space. Like you can't do that. (laughs) (laughs) And I think nuclear man um, was voiced by Gene Hackman. So he dubbed it over because they didn't like the actors. It's just, wow. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, That, that, yeah, that's, but it's the bad, the bad part about stuff nowadays. Like I still can't believe we're getting a third Ant-Man movie before a second Superman movie. Like there's something wrong. There's something wrong in the world. 
So. Well, yeah, I mean, WB just they they always make questionable decisions with 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 their DC content. You know, it's I I don't know. It's just fucking wild to me that they've got characters that are so popular over the world and they can just just miss so hard <laughs> on so much stuff. It, it's it is pretty wild. And well, there's there, there there's you know in the Flash movie they're going to have Supergirl. And I just read a story this week. The rumor is that Supergirl character is the daughter of Christopher Reeve's Superman and from whatever universe. So, Oh, that's interesting. That'll be interesting. But I, I think, you know, what they're going to do with this flash movie is they're going to just, they're going to wipe out parts of the DCU that, you know, they're going to wipe out Affleck's Batman. They're going to, they may wipe out man of steel and they may go with a Supergirl movie after that. I don't know. Uh, but I think Ke- Keaton's going to continue on because obviously he's doing the, the Batgirl movie. They've already done it, you know, for HBO Max, and uh, you know I think they should keep him around as a as a old man Batman like Batman Beyond. Yeah, that'd you know, be really just, cool. I mean, that's just he's 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 just he he's he's embraced the character. You know? Oh, without it's, a doubt. Yeah, he doesn't he doesn't know anything about multiverses. He he'll admit it and all that. He just. <laughs> He's like, he goes, I'm I, just he goes, Batman. Me, he's like, when they told me about this and what's going to happen in Multiverse, he goes, I have no idea what the hell they're talking about. <laughs> Love Michael Keaton. <laughs> he is. He, he's awesome. I watched him. He was in that, uh, I watched that Hulu show about uh, Oxycontin, Dope Sick. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, man. I, I watched the fun. first, I don't know if it was just the first episode or maybe the first few episodes, but he was incredible in that. Yeah, I think he. I think he won something recently for that i'd believe it Um, but yeah that is that's scary shit and that shit apparently started started the genesis of of that opioid epidemic it was southwestern virginia so near me you know Uh. a few hours away um but yeah oh yeah oh you got a you know you got a sore ankle yeah take 10 milligrams of this it's not oh it's not it's not uh, addictive. It's it's right on the label. <laughs> okay. It's terrible that Sackler family was able to get away with that. Dude, they, you know, yeah. And I, I but I, I read something recently that they were, they were trying to overturn that plea because part of the plea was, well, yeah, we'll pay all this money. You just can't sue us. And like, yeah, that's, I, I think a, a few of the states have an issue with that. You know, especially if you got evidence that they, uh, yeah, that you know. they clearly knew their product was causing fucking mayhem, and they just kept yeah. focusing on their bottom lines instead. And there was no dude. There was watching the show. There was no tracking of it, so you could go from Virginia over to Tennessee, down, you know, over to Kentucky, and you just, you you went to this. They had all these uh, these pain clinics. And it was like, it was a joke. It was like, oh yeah, I've got this, this, and this. Okay, well, we'll prescribe you 10 milligrams, blah, 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 blah. You get a bottle and you go to the next one. And then they were, and it, I don't know if you got to the, the point in that show where they were talking about, well, yeah, you don't get, uh, uh, it's not addictive because of the special coding. Well, apparently all they got to do is fucking crush it and snort it. Well, that wasn't. <laughs> yeah, because it was supposed that. to be time released. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, wow. Yeah. Whoever thought of crushing and snorting something. Hmm. 
Yeah, Plus, that, that uh, was one of those shows that I didn't end up watching all of it just because it was hard to watch. But I was like, God damn, Michael Keaton's performance in this is just spectacular. Yeah. Yeah. You, you ever sit in the doctor's office and you could tell, like, that's a drug sales rep. Like, you could just tell. <laughs> oh, it's, yeah. You know, it's like, yeah. <laughs> like, oh, yeah, that that person or that girl is woman is, is, a, is a sales rep, you, you know. <laughs> Good. Good Lord. Uh, dude, I've had the best time talking with you tonight. It's been a lot of fun. Yeah, I it's uh it's always good talking to you. Um and you you're the reason I'm Joe Prime, you remember? That's right. <laughs> you remember we had, you were on the supercast and then Jordan was saying, "Hey, well Joe," and I was answering. He was like, "No, I'm talking to Joe." I'm like, "I'm the main Joe. I'm Joe Prime." <laughs> Jordan. Oh, that's God. so funny. Jordan. <laughs> yeah, cuz that name is stuck now for years. <laughs> Yeah, oh, yeah. I, I put cool. it when I send, like when I send David and I send whatever you know Christmas stuff. I have, I have uh, it's a Joe Prime box. I've got like the labels. I got all that kind of stuff. So <laughs> I love it. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. But you're doing you, Joe. You're doing you're doing great work uh, every week. You're killing it. You got such variety. I never thought I'd want to listen about rock climbing, Joe, but you make it interesting <laughs> and you guess make it interesting. Like I would like to go to Mexico and go to, I forget his name. What's his name? Simeon. Simeon. Like I'm like, that sounds like a lot of fucking fun. Dude, like, he would make sure you had a good time also. Simeon is such a fun guy. Oh God. He's Yeah. So uh, and I can't wait to to hear Dr. James Wetzel again. because uh, I I just love hearing I just Somebody who's so freaking smart, you know, it's mm-hmm. like, I just want to just be in the presence of that person. <laughs> we're, we're, we're talking about fucking No Way Home and shit. And he's going to be talking about string theory and, you know, you know, whatever. See, I can't, you know, I can't even think of anything. Yeah, I know? told him that I'd come up with a whole bunch of science and like space type questions you, and stuff to yeah, ask dude, him. Yeah, dude, before he comes on, you should like put a little poll out there. Like, what do you want to, what do you, you know, just to think about what questions you want to ask him or what. You know, what do you want me to ask him? Because um, I think that would be super cool. No, that's a really good idea. I should do that. Um, and you mentioned uh, enjoying the Stephanie episode. I got her on the schedule coming up again, too. I'm looking forward to talking with her again. Oh, nice. Well, she needs to have a podcast by that time. <laughs> I agreed. We need to, we need, Stephanie, we need to like, start your own show. <laughs> we, need to, we need to just shame her into having a podcast. I don't care what it's about. So. <laughs> That's a good idea. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, be sure and check out Joe on Vintage Geeks. Uh, thank you all very much for listening. Until next time, this has been Starkcast. stuff coming up in the next two months it's just it's crazy so like travel. family stuff Fa- you know um weddings you know, going to minnesota for a wedding we have another wedding here uh we've you know uh, 
going to a friend's house at the beach at Memorial Day. I got baseball starting. We're going to some baseball games. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I got all fun. man. I like we we're just dying for spring. It's just ugh. yeah, we've got a vacation coming up. We're gonna go to Ohio and go to some uh, hiking at some places there. Oh, nice. My wife, she's going hiking on Sunday. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, yeah. We have, you know, all the, around us here, um, the state parks, Civil War battlefields and all that kind of stuff. So there's there's like hiking trails and they've got like markers of battles that happen. And here's what happened in this spot kind of thing. That's really cool. So, I mean, yeah, I live on a battlefield. I live on the Chancellor Battlefield. So yeah, I remember you saying that that there was like you when you built a fence, you had to follow certain guidelines. You and got stuff. well, yeah, yeah, and like you can't like if you go to like the where the uh, park service owns the land and there's the battlefield and there's, they have all this land that's real close to us. Like you can't you know metal detect and find stuff that you're it's illegal to do that. You know because you'll find I mean guys out here they they find belt buckles and buttons and bullets and all kind of stuff from the civil war it's really wild i have a uh my buddy had made me a shadow box of stuff that he had just found just dicking around at places you know and some of the shit's some of the shit's really valuable if you find like a captain's you know insignia or buckle or whatever you know oh yeah that makes sense so yeah it's pretty it's 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 kind of a it's kind of a neat area Man, of all the hiking around that I've done, I've only ever found one arrowhead. Oh, really? And, and I actually found it on a sandbar. Like, I didn't even find it in the woods. <laughs> yeah, I got it. I'm like, I got holding it right now. I've got it on my monitor stand. And yeah, dude, things fucking wild. The edges of it are still really sharp. Yeah. Well, I mean, you see Ugh. that with some of that stuff from the Civil War era. It's It's just amazing what they handmade with weaponry and um i know i was i was listening to, i i listen to you i know you've mentioned jocko i've listened to jocko yeah so there's a there's one that he was recently within the last couple months i, I kind of get caught up and uh where he was talking about this it was a civil war stuff and he was actually talking about uh, a bat, battle of chancellorsville over here and he was talking about um this you know you know he's got that boot company they manufacture boots up in in maine i guess oh yeah so but he was talking about like civil war the the boots they had it was there wasn't a right and a left foot it was one it was a wood sole with like leather he's like imagine what that thing felt like no shit just trekking through shit and then it's winter time and oh man Man, this one pair of hiking shoes I have, they're like really, really nice hiking shoes. They're La Sportiva, so they're from like a like a really upscale brand. And the bottoms of them, it feels like a fucking board. <laughs> it's like there is like no comfort. Like the bottoms of my feet feel fucking bruised oh, after a day. Dude, but, Joe, I'm at the I'm at the point in my life now that I I don't want to tie laces. That's how fucking just lazy I am. So <laughs> so I have these Nikes and Adidas that are slip-on running shoes. I have like I just bought another I just bought another pair. It should be here like in a week. I just I, I like to just I like to just put my foot in and go. 
yeah, same here. Like my shoes are like the like the lace up ones, but I find like just the right level of tightness on the laces where I can slip my foot in and out oh of them. Oh god! But they're still tight enough to where you know you you're not gonna be swimming around in them when you're walking. I want to feel I want to feel like Iron Man going into the gantry, getting suited up. <laughs> I can just go in and click down, and I'm gone. Right? <laughs> I just. That would be incredible. You just stand just, there and put your arms up. Your yeah, house just, dresses you, and then you go out. When you were when you were talking, uh, I have like a little Starkopedia from previous episodes of stuff that, that I want to bring up. But the, you were talking about like the roller coaster where you could, you know, the, the bar wouldn't come down or whatever, you know, oh, yeah. that kind of thing. And I'm thinking to myself, I, I was like laughing at it while I'm in the car. I'm like, haha, that's funny. I'm like, hey, idiot, you just ordered fucking um, uh, uh, Dockers pants that have a stretch waistband to give you extra two inches so so you don't have to lose that extra two inches you asshole <laughs> i get it too old man oh that's too funny oh. well see my former job i was on my feet all day okay all day for nine ten hours right uh-huh. you know now i'm in my car most of the day until i get to you know to different customers and all that so you know i you know, overall I'm thin, but I've I've gained a little pouch down there, and I don't like it. But I like <laughs> I like you know, famous Amos cookies, Joe. I like you know. I know you like your sweets. Oh my god! They're like <laughs> yeah, it's it's it, you know, and the funny thing is 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 my wife gets on my case, but like she just came home with four jugs of lemonade for me, and uh, <laughs> like uh, the, the the Sam's Club. Uh, famous Amos, which has got forty six mini bags in there, right? <laughs> so she's she's enabling enabling this whole thing. <laughs> that is funny. <laughs> oh, I mean, like I said this before. <clears throat> do you is do you ever see a recall? Hey, we're recalling Reese's peanut butter cups. Like, don't do it. You know, <laughs> like it, no, it's it's lettuce, it's broccoli, it's all the healthy stuff. They they don't recall donuts. They don't recall chocolate. So I'm I'm pretty safe. I, and then maybe that's the reason why I'm eating that stuff because I just want to be safe all the time. <laughs> you never know, dude. I mean, now that I think about it, like I was eating like uh, carrot chips like right out of the bag earlier. I wasn't even rinsing them off. <laughs> that's like, are you? Not, I didn't even think of rinsing them until right this moment. And I'm like, maybe I should have rinsed them. <laughs> Oh, I ate like half that fucking bag. Oh, <laughs> that my was God. like my lunch, basically. Well, the other so the other thing she bought me because I don't really eat breakfast, but she's like, in case you want to eat like in the car or something, it's again the Costco or Sam's Special. It's a giant bag, and and it's it's made in France, and in it is probably thirty six individually. Uh, uh, there's a like silver dollar a two pack of silver dollar pancakes individually wrapped in there, so I like grab them, I throw them in the back seat of my car. Like today, I was just I was a little hungry. You could reach back there, eat two pancakes. <laughs> <laughs> That's just so ridiculous. It's so ridiculous. Oh my god. <sighs> so I spend so much time standing now because I um. My desk is actually like a sit-down desk, but last summer I got tired of sitting all the time, and I was like, I really need to just stand more. And so I built a two-by-four frame that just lifts it up, and so now it's just a permanent standing desk. Oh, yeah. And so, yeah, I have to stand pretty much all day at work, 
you know, if I'm podcasting, if I'm, if I'm actually writing at my computer, it's all standing now. And so I was going. Are you through... standing right now, Joe? Yeah. <laughs> I had I'm to put right I put a blanket on my seat that I'm sitting on to make it more comfortable. <laughs> <laughs> No, the only way that this would be better is if I actually had like a mobile mic that like hung out right in front of me because then I would just be wandering and pacing around the entire time I was podcasting. Yeah, yeah, you'd be like the 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 uh, motivational speaker with the with the mic coming around and you could just pace yeah. the floor. You can be better. <laughs> See, that's the setup I need right now. I just have to remember to be like, okay. This is a directional mic. You got to stay right in front of it, buddy. <laughs> Otherwise, it's going to go all over the place. Oh, my God. Oh, geez. And so, yeah, after I went through my last pair of slippers, I was like, fuck it. I'm just going to get like sh- like actual running shoes that I never wear outside. They're just going to be shoes for in my house. Uh-huh. <laughs> and so now I have inside shoes and outside shoes. That's the, hey, man, there's nothing wrong with that. I'm I'm on board for that because listen. <laughs> so this is another thing. I just so we had we're 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 redoing stuff in the house and all that and going through old stuff. And she's like, "Hey, here these are some old um uh I, I forget what brands uh slippers." She's like, "She goes, you don't wear these. I'm gonna throw them out." I'm like, "Whoa!" I go, "Let's put those just outside the back door. We have a screen-in porch." I said, "I'll use those as my outside walk-in slippers." She's like, what? I'm like, you know, when I let the dogs out, I like, you know, and so I'm not walking around in my socks or whatever. She's like, whatever. Like, cause she knows I hate throwing stuff out, you know, <laughs> there's still use for those. There's we, still life in them. We may, we may use this one day. <laughs> one, one day we will need this Tupperware. So, oh dude. Um, oh man, we're on a roll here. We should probably just, I should probably just do the intro and then we'll just jump right back into this. Okay. Because <laughs> I'm like, oh, I got a story for that. And it's like, why aren't you recording this? <clears throat> I mean, I know you are on your side, but I haven't hit record on mine yet. Okay. <clears throat> okay. We can use this as a B-roll. <laughs> there you go. This yeah, you'll bonus. Send, me, send it to me. Okay. I will. 